Blog Talk Radio.
Come on, let's put our hands together and worship the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. And hallelujah. We praise Yah, the heavens, the most high. We thank him for his love, his mercy. Sorry about that, folks. In some kind of way, I lost the connection there. I do apologize. I don't know what happened. Thank him for all the bonus. Uh, I just lost my phone number here, y'all. Really appreciate every single one of you and your time. You didn't have to spend your time this way, and we really, really, really appreciate it. I want you to know that. We want to put out some hope tonight. We want to put out some solutions tonight. We want to put out 
something to lift your spirit tonight over here at Five Smooth Stones. Again, I'm Brother Seth, and uh, you, I think you're going to be solo with me tonight. And uh, uh, so just know that family and friends, just bear with me. I'm doing a few little extra little things here. But let's just go ahead and read the show's description for those of you that call the phone number every week and uh, you don't know what is going on. You just call the show because you like the show, but you don't really know what's happening tonight. Well, this is for you. I sent this message out to many people earlier, and it goes like this. Why so much disrespect for the churches, especially with the young adults? Tonight, why so much disrespect for the churches, especially with the young adults? Everywhere you go, you hear complaining about the church. Are church doctrines today not good enough? More and more people worship from their houses or from their homes, or not at all. Many overlook mountains of good works by many churches to television evangelists often associated with greed. Others question church traditions. While some have issues with doctrines held by many. And I went on to say, join us tonight, August the 21st, 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and that's what we're doing right now. And folks, it is so many different things going on in the churches that are a blessing, that is setting people free. Yes, it, don't, don't lie. Yes, it is. People getting delivered from all kinds of things in these churches. There's truth being taught. Yes, it is. Don't don't lie to yourself. Bible says, "Thou shalt not lie." You know, listener, that there's truth going forth out of these churches and out of a lot of these ministries, and even the, all of these so-called television evangelists who is under fire and will be under fire on the show tonight because of the many things that are going on with them that's not right. But before I talk about what's wrong with the church, uh, you, you, folks, you've got to. We've got to deal with truth. We can't deal with falsity, lies. We can't deal with uh, lies, deception, and ignorance, which is three enemies. You know, these are three enemies we have. We have more than three, but three enemies we know for sure is lies, 100% wrong information, lies. And then there's deception, another ignorance, which, oh, excuse me, another enemy, which is half and half, half truth, half lie. That's deception. And then this third enemy is ignorance, which is no information at all. No information at all. These are just part of the enemies I'm going to be talking about tonight. And folks, you know, uh, in order to solve anything, you have to deal in truth. So let's deal in truth and let's acknowledge the fact that the church does have a lot of great things going on with it right now as we speak. If everybody decided tomorrow not to go to church, this country would go down like probably in 24 hours, 48 hours. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just saying it would be maybe not that soon, but I'm just saying uh, people go to church for a lot of good reasons. And uh, and and a lot, of, a lot of needs are met on Sunday morning. Say what you want to say. Those of you that observe the Sabbath or the Shabbat, you know as well as I know that there's a lot of people that are hopeless going. And the Bible does talk about in the latter days that the Israelites, uh, their women, it says uh, that their women would be half healed, half healed from the pain, half healed. 
In other words, the prophet would say peace. Peace when there is no peace. That's what the Bible says. It's in a lot of days that they would say peace, peace when there is no peace. That's your Bible. And to be very specific, if some of you want to look that up, that's uh, uh, Jeremiah 6 and 14 and Ezekiel 13 and 10, where it talks about the women of Zion being healed slightly when they're saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. So you can look that up. That'll be your first scripture for tonight. But tonight, folks, just again, I want to I come to you tonight as a servant of the Most High, as a believer. Um, yes, I'm a minister of the gospel, but I don't throw that around too much because I believe we all are ministers. We've all been called to give the ministry of reconciliation. In that respect, we all are ministers. But I have been called into ministry many, many moons ago, and I try to, to fulfill that calling in my life. I don't think I'm doing as best as I could uh, with that, uh, but I do put the word out as much as I can. The Father has used me to do mighty things in that realm. So tonight I just come to you, though, as a servant. Just as a servant, just as a father, a husband, uh, an employee, uh, as well as a minister of the Most High, all of that in one. And I just come, like I say, mostly as a servant and just submitting to you some things that I know for sure, some things that have kept me in my life for sure, some things that have been a blessing, a show enough 100% bona fide blessing to me for sure. That is the truth. So I come to you tonight, family and friends, with this topic about the church and, and, and the why. Why? Why are we doing this tonight? We're doing this tonight because as many of our people are waking up to who they are, their true identity is Israelites. Many are having taken up uh, issues with the church. People have had issues with the church as long as the church has been around. But lately there's been this growing almost hatred for the church among uh, everybody, really, everybody really get a piece of this. But it seems like the young young generation that's just coming up, those in the 30, they really, really can't stomach the church at all. But even to a lot of us older folks have been saying some pretty solid, some pretty solid, have pretty solid complaints against the church, some biblically-based concerns against the church. And, uh, and for that reason, a lot of people don't worship anymore at these assemblies. Now, I'll say the church tonight, off and on, the church this, the church that, but just know this, we are the church. The human beings born again are the true church. It's impossible, impossible for anyone to attend church or to go to church, go to church because we are the church. So when I say church tonight, I just mean the assembly, the assembly, okay, these various getting together at these buildings. That's what we're talking about. We say the church, but really and truly the church is within you. But if I say assembly, it's going to confuse you all night. So I'll just let you know this one time that uh, when I say church, I'm talking about these assemblies, okay? But folks, listen. This institution is, I believe, the most powerful institution on the face of the earth. Somebody say, no, the CIA is. No, uh, uh, you know, it's the FBI, it's the White House, it's the this, it's the that. No, it's the church. It's the church hands down because members of the CIA, members of the FBI, members of hopefully the White House, 
I don't think this White House, but supposed to be members of the church. It's just that simple. So, so, what's more important? The institution where they serve or their convictions deep held secrets, uh, the secrets of their heart put there by the church? Their belief in God, morals. This is who we really are. And oftentimes the church is influencing us to be the go and serve our country. We we go and serve our country for spiritual reasons. We do almost everything uh, or should be doing almost everything in our life because of spiritual reasons. And, and the center of spirit on this planet, spiritual teaching, spiritual knowledge, is the church. This is why I say it's the most powerful institution. It has the most money. It has the most resources because it has people and their resources. How can anything be more resourceful than that? So this is why we say, or I say, and many of you, that the church is the most powerful institution on this earth. And I respect this institution. And I know that it, it uh, 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 us, again, I'm talking about people, I know that we have issues as individuals, and when these individuals come together and lead, obviously there's going to be some inconsistency. There's going to be some hypocrisy, and uh, we're going to address that tonight. And by the way, with regards to hypocrisy, I really mean this. And I hope none of my friends get offended by this, but I, I really believe when I, when I say this that I don't think I've ever met a believer that wasn't a hypocrite. I don't, I'm going to repeat that. I don't think I ever met a brother or sister in Christ or ever met a pastor or ever met any apostle or any of the fivefold ministry, anyone that wasn't a hypocrite. Let me explain what I mean by that. When you preach a thing and you don't live it, that's a definition of a hypocrite. And as believers, we're supposed to preach this high standard. We're supposed to advocate this high standard. We're supposed to be about this high standard. But in most cases, people that are talking about these standards don't live it. As that would make us the Messiah if we did. I mean, we don't live it. So when you hear ministers are talking every Sunday, they're not mastering all these things they talk about. That makes them a hypocrite. Don't make them a bad person. I'm not saying they're phony. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're phony. They're not real. They're, you know, they're playing with playing with the most. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying even in their most sincerest moments, we are, I believe, hypocrites. We may be victorious in one area. But in another area, again, I've never met a believer that's a, that's mastered everything they advocate, everything they teach, everything they say. Every, I just never have. Now, that don't mean you give up and you don't try. None of that. I'm not saying that. That don't mean, oh, we, we can't be perfect, so let's not even try. That's not what I'm saying at all. We are commanded to be as to walk as the Father walked. We're supposed to be imitators of the Most High. So I never will say that, but... Family and friends, tonight, again, um, uh, those of you just tuning in, you listen to Five Smooth Soul on Brother Seth. I'm going to be flying solo tonight, like I did probably my first 100 shows, I guess, something like that. I only would come in here and there and do shows with me, but 
for the most part, I think the first year almost, I pretty much did shows by myself, and so it's back to old times. Now, there may be a sister Eliana or, or one of the co-hosts popping a little later on. We'll see. But for sure, for sure, you got me tonight, and I am thankful for this opportunity to come before the people again and just to share some things in my spirit that I have found in this life to be true, for sure. I want to I want to invite uh, all humanity to this to this blog. It, all humanity is invited to this blog for sure. Every ethnic group, every so if you just tune in and you're not so called African American, you can listen. This this is for you. You'll be able to use it. It's vital. It's 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 it's, it's relevant to you and yours. If I can say it like that. Um, I preach nothing that's exclusively to African American or that's exclusively to any ethnic group, every truth that comes out of that Bible, we're all supposed to live by it. And that is, this show tonight is no exception. So let me just briefly just go over what the purpose of the show is. Uh, well, well, let me just hit a little harder the need for the show, and then we'll get into the purpose of the show. Before I end, I'm flying solo tonight, so I'm having to think of everything. I uh, just want to remind everybody to follow the show, those of you that have been calling their phone number forever, and uh, you do not, you have not subscribed yet. Uh, subscribe, what do I mean by subscribe? You go to uh, Blog Talk Radio slash five, the number five, underscore smooth, underscore stones. Again, you go to five, uh, excuse me, blogtalkradio.com slash five, underscore smooth, underscore stones, and you'll see uh, something that says follow button. Click on that follow button. It'll make you log into either Facebook or Twitter or even Google Calendar, I believe, and you can get uh, reminders sent directly to you. It really helps those of us that do these blogs. We don't ask for money or anything from you, but this right here is is really major if you're able to, uh, for us, if you're able to follow us. It makes us look good uh, stats-wise. It helps blog talk throw a few little perks come your way, and it just helps. And not to not to not to mention that you will never miss a show. Uh, reminder: You will always be sent a reminder. Every once in a while, I'll forget to send out reminders and, and uh, our promos, and but you won't miss a single beat. So follow the show, and while we edit, go ahead and text your friends now and let them know Five Smooth Songs is on. Texting that link that I sent many of you. Just go ahead and forward that link to other friends because it's about to get serious up in here. We're about to talk about some things in the church that I promise you. And uh, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a sin. It's bondage. And to be very honest with you, it's evil. We're about to get into some of these things that these churches are assemblies and it is involving that's taking our people backwards, that's slowing our people down, that's even stopping our people in their growth with the with the most high, in their walk with the most high, in their relationship with the most high. Anything that is gonna take you backwards, slow you down, you need to know about and many of our church arts is engaged in these kinds of teachings and beliefs and traditions and we're gonna hit that a little bit tonight. But we're also gonna talk for sure for sure tonight about the strength of yet this 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 weakened church. Even it even in its weakened state and I believe that our the, the, the church of especially of the United States is what I'm talking about. Can't speak for the Church of Africa, can't speak for the church of other countries but of other continents. But I'm talking about 
primarily tonight the Church of America. Uh, 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 this, 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 this vast majority of so-called African American churches and the vast majority of so-called white churches and even Hispanic churches would be a part of that. Folks, we have some concerns. We have some concerns about our brothers and sisters, and we've got to, got to, got to, got to talk about it tonight. And as we wake up as Israelites and find out the true identity of African Americans, many question why we don't worship on Saturday uh, versus Sunday. Many question why don't we keep the feast days. Many question this, many question that. We're going to talk about some of that. Some of that I don't think is as important as some others do. That's why we have a phone line here tonight where you can always press one and comment on what Brother Seth is talking about tonight because some things I'm going to not quite uh, see the way a lot of our Hebrew Israelite brothers and sisters believe. Uh, for one, and I'm not going to get into this too deep right now, but I'll get into it later on. I don't know that I can say that if the people don't worship on Saturday, that that makes them heathens or anything. I don't know that I believe that. I don't know if the Scripture teaches that. I think the Scripture wants us to worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and that can be done on Sunday now. I don't think it's a, a bad idea uh, to 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 uh, have Saturday is the physical Sabbath. I think it's a wonderful, great, wise idea for us globally as a as a nation to uh, cease from labors on Saturday if that's possible. Uh, you can do it with your with your job. I think it's a wonderful idea. It brings a type of uniform in the flesh, in the flesh. Uh, uh, but remember, those that worship the Father can't worship Him just in the flesh. It has to be a spiritual thing. This is why I don't lean to just that day. The true Sabbath is a Sabbath of rest that you have with the Father, and you can have it 24-7. I don't believe that the true Sabbath is no longer uh, is is still on Saturday. I don't believe that. And I know a lot of our brothers and sisters that are tuning in, listening right now, probably want to call in on that one. But... Um, Remember, you can always press one. But I really don't believe that. I don't believe that the Sabbath, uh, 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 the old Sabbath, is still in effect. The Bible talks about it. It talks about it very clearly that that was given, it was a schoolmaster. Well, why would it say that if it didn't mean that? So I think that there's a higher Sabbath. The scriptures say, there remaineth a rest. There remaineth a rest for the people of Yah. Are the people of God. There remaineth a rest for the people of God. Now I'm coming out of Hebrews 4, 9, roughly 9 through 16, somewhere like that. Okay? So, family and friends, again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. Again, we're talking about the church. I have to keep saying this because these people are keep tuning in, dropping by in late. Not a problem. Not a problem. But tonight we're talking about the church. Uh, what's good about the church? Concerns about the church, um, missteps about the church, weaknesses by the church, um, probably straight up fear by the majority of churches not getting involved politically in our world. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So we're just going to talk a lot. I say tonight is just a. I, I mean, I, I take this this topic very very serious because the Bible says this. The Bible says this, folks. Remember. <laughs> Is your third scripture we get tonight, the third passages we get tonight. The Bible says very clear, touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. And that's Psalms 105, 15, 2 Chronicles 16 and 22. 
So I I, I shake in my boots at those scriptures because I don't want to ever slander the people of the Most High. I don't want to slander the, the, the sheep, nor do I want to slander the pastor or the shepherds. So tonight, I, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. I'm very serious about this this conversation. So I ask you, those of you listening in the um, on the show, to take it serious as well. If you have something that really touches your heart, press one, and we can bring you on and, and have your question uh, um, played before the whole the whole entire country, really, if not the world, because we do have people listening all over the world. So this is the time to press one tonight. If you do have questions or concerns, but again tonight. There's a lot of people waking up to who they are as Israelites, and whether or not you're Israelite or don't believe in that uh, at all. There are people that have issues with the church, and they are leaving the churches. I mean, they are leaving the churches, people. Now, I do believe that a lot of this leaving is in order, uh, but I do think a lot of people are going into a worse situation, a worse environment, if you will, um, you know, um, they are, if the father tells you to leave and he has, he's, first of all, the father is not going to tell you to go somewhere and you not have a place, um, you not have a place to be sustained. I just don't believe that's the way he operates. If the father have you to leave a place, I believe he's going to have a place for you. That's just the way any father would operate. So, Folks, there are two types of people I believe that are leaving churches. Those that are told to leave and those that they feel are showed to leave. And told to leave is is always going to be the best. You want to be led by the Spirit because (laughs) if not, you can find yourself worse in a worse situation. Let me explain a little bit what I mean because I experienced both. I experienced the Father actually leading us away from institutions or churches, and then I've experienced the Father uh, showing us things in churches. And I didn't know it at the time, but he wanted me to pray about those things. He wanted me to fight against those things, war against those things in the Spirit, but instead I got up and left. And I'm telling you, you can find yourself worse off if you're not led of the Spirit. So having said that, um, Let's just let's just hit let's just hit a little harder the purpose uh, or the need for this show tonight. Again, many people are waking up, and they have been taught that when you see things that are not right, when you see evil, run. Well, when you go run, and let's just address for a second the Israelites, because this is I think if you can put a name on some the largest. Uh, a little bit of everybody's concerned about the church. They're all old, young, uh, devout, undevout. Um, various people been saved 20 years, people been saved one year. Just all types of people concerned about the church. I mean, to the degree to where they have all against it and is con- contemplating leaving. So, um, uh, just one second. One second.
Okay, I'm back. So anyway, uh, there's all types of concerns uh, about from all types of people uh, making this journey out of these churches. So again, this show tonight is just to give you tools, give you um, even encouragement uh, and directions from not just Brother Seth, but other people that's going to be pressing one on the phone lines and um, commenting. But to give you tools and and, 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 and help the Father, because sometimes we can't hear the Spirit like we need to. You really need not to hear from any of us tonight if you can hear the Spirit clearly. But the problem is most people can't hear the Spirit that clearly. That's why you have these pastors and apostles and teachers, and and they come in forms of uh, through the, the, the local church. They come in forms of TV, radio. And yes, they come in form of these blog shows. So that's what we're doing tonight. Just trying to encourage the saints, give those uh, those individuals that have that see serious evil in the church they can no longer deal with tools. And uh, I don't know if you're one of those persons that need to stay at your uh, fellowship and uh, uh, war with what you're seeing. Uh, I don't know if you're one of those persons that have the wherewithal to. To, to stay and pray for your church and, and uh, meet with the pastor or because some leaders are not goats a lot of leaders are not goats they'll hear you if you go to them in the proper spirit and let them know you have concerns about some of the things they're teaching and if you know what you're talking about and can get scriptures to support your uh, claims they will listen okay i just believe that i believe that and that's what we're going to get a pastor the benefit of the doubt a lot of them will listen Okay, and uh, if they don't, that still don't mean you should leave the church just because the pastor don't agree that we Israelites. You know, uh, we got to look at uh, what is he preaching that is true. How much people are gleaming from him? How many people are being blessed by him? You know, no one truth is gonna save every single aspect of your life, except just believing in the Father, of course, and the salvation. But I mean. Uh, teachings on uh, healings, uh, teachings on uh, end-time events, teach uh, all these many, many, many teachers that you hear in these churches, not any one of them going to uh, salvage you all the way. So a pastor may not know ABC, but he could know D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, the whole nine yards. They just may not understand certain basic things about what the Father is doing right now. And that, that will cause, listen, family, friends, that may cause setback if you're one of those uh, believers that can't hear the Spirit for yourself and you are on milk or, or, or should I say, you listen to your pastor for every every drop of word where he's ignorant or deceived or, or maybe even have lies. You will trip based on his lack. That's the sad part about following a man. Where he is strong and have the victory, you will also be victorious if you present the truth out there. Because the Bible did say, the Bible did say, your book does say that uh, the truth will make you free. So if he is putting out truth wherever he know it, yes, you will be definitely delivered. The scripture says very clear, John John eight thirty two. You will know the truth, and it will make you free. So where your pastor is walking in truth, you will walk in truth. 
But where he stumbled, where he is, because he has fears, or she has fears as well. And where, there's, where they stumble, you in your life, and this means your family, will stumble as well. But if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, and you're truly listening to the Holy Spirit, then you won't fall because you'll be listening to that higher voice. And so the key is we can't hear the higher voice because we've got all these distractions in our life. And so we suffer, all of us, we suffer to some degree that we can't hear. So, again, tonight is just to give you some tools, and you'll hear some things that tonight that you'll say, oh, my goodness, I always thought that was wrong, when I've never heard nobody say it until just now. Yes, you're right. Your spirit told you right. Not that I'm an authority or anything, but my spirit bears witness with your spirit, I guess I should say, that this thing that you uh, uh, feel is wrong. That may happen later on tonight as well. So you'll be able to hear some things that you, in your spirit you've always had a check about. And now you'll know to uh, you'll be uh, encouraged and, uh, and uh, you'll get support in that area and you'll be able to um, make some changes. Again, this show is not to drive anybody out of these churches, but some of you after this show tonight no doubt will leave your church. And you should because the Father's been trying to get you to and you just didn't have the confidence or the tools or the whatever. Now, if you're hearing this show, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your church is truly taking you backwards and slowing you down. Uh, I'm not going to say so much slowing down, but 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 uh, you should leave it slowing you down. But I'm going to say if a church is, is taking you backwards, because I don't think a lot of these churches are really preaching the truth to the way, to the degree Christ taught to where you, we're just flying in our relationships with the Father, just hearing nothing but His voice. I don't think no church really is like that. I really don't. I don't care. The church I've respected the most out of all churches seemed like to me was Calvary Cathedral of Fort Worth, Texas. That's one of the churches that uh, planted in me the most um, truth, I believe, exposed me to really, truly the real and the true Elohim of Israel. That church was the most powerful church I've ever been to, and, and yet they did not know we were Israelites. And yet that church had uh, racism. Uh, a lot of uh, whites, not, you can be, have to be white to be a racist, because, of, uh, you know, if you listen, listen to Blog Talk Radio and five school songs, you know Brother Seth believes that white supremacy don't discriminate. It can be in any of our heads, and we all act out on it, and it causes pain both when we act it out as well as whites, not just one side, and it's just only whites. So. But there were white supremacy for sure in that church, and uh, it caused a lot of people pain. But yet, Calvary taught so many things about your know, spiritual authority, uh, knowing who you are in Christ. Uh, it, it buried this this whole teachings about works. You know, so a lot of pastors still teaching uh, works. You know, you have to do A, B, C before the Father will receive you. And, you know, you're not holy. You're not holy before Him unless you do A, B, C. They think some kind of way your flesh can be holy. I know the Bible says be holy, but it's just talking about mimicking what you are already in the spirit. But a lot of people don't understand that, and they're still teaching words. So Calvary nailed that down. The church I went to, Calvary, and so. Uh, I know what it's like to attend a church that really uh, so into you and where you can grow. And I, and I wouldn't have ever. I, 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 let me just say this real quick. Slow down a little bit. I have met people that was at Holy Tabernacle. No slight to Holy Tabernacle. These are the only churches' names I'm going to call tonight. But Holy Tabernacle was another great church I went to. I, this is where I met Tamla Man and, and some other people that are doing 
wonderful things in, this, in the business, in the entertainment world. But I met her. She used to go there, come there often, and, and uh, sing and so forth. But uh, this is when this actually is the last time I was a minister on staff at a church. And I think no, that's not true. I was also anyway at Holy Tabernacle. This is the pastor that received me and uh, really placed me over outreach there for for a short period. Uh, 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 and just a lot of blessings came out of the tabernacle. It was, it was Kojic, though, Church God in Christ. And because of the traditions of this church, it you know how the scripture says, uh, you make the word of God vain by your tradition. Um that's pretty much my testimony with um, Holy Tabernacle. Um, powerful teachings helped me in all kinds of areas of stewardship. Pastor Samples, one of those. He wasn't given to greed, so I said, "Be careful with lumping all these pastors." This man was just—he believed in his young people. He uh, uh, again. I can't. I, the father brought me out of this church because of the traditions of man that made the word of the Elohim or the word of Yah of none effect. I'm talking about Mark seven thirteen. Holy Tabernacle was able to grow me to a certain degree, and I'm sharing this because uh, again, those of you with problems with your churches, I want you to think about Brother Seth's testimony here. This make help you make a decision to stay at your church and fight with truth or this may encourage you to leave. I don't know. Y'all gonna have to listen to the spirit tonight and see what he is telling you, but for sure there's some decisions need to be made tonight. Either to stay and fight or to leave and look for something, uh, allow the Father to lead you to something more wholesome. Just because the church don't believe we Israelites, uh, many of you listening right now in the sound of my voice here to my city, you erupt you the wrong way because you don't believe that. And that's okay because this show really ain't about that. But there are some people on this line that believe we are definitely the people of the book. Uh, and so if you want to just do not embrace this whole Hebrew Israelite teaching and uh, you, you're concerned, you know, they're walking around, they're, t- they're teaching the Bible, but they don't teach this part of the Bible. And and I know how that feels because actually, to be very honest with you, the, where I fellowship at right now, they don't teach that. But they teach other things that's just is important. And I really, to be very honest, brothers and sisters, I think it's more important. It's more important to get people to believe in the Father, period, and to submit to him, period, to obey him, period, to get into their Bible and and, and study this, 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 this being and, and to, to learn of his ways, period. This is far, far, far more important. This, this works from the heart of the man. And, you know, the Father, Israel got in trouble. They know who they were, right? Right? Israel knew who they were as a nation, right? Yet, their heart was far from him. So, I don't believe that the word for the day is knowing your Israelite. I think that's a part of it. I think it helps you to understand America, why we're here, why we're going through what we're going through. 
and it does raise you up in the flesh, you be more proud of who you are in the flesh. And when you come up against white supremacy, people are trying to tell you you're not this, you're not that. You have something strong for these people, for these lies that you have in America. So I do think we need to know we Israel. And not to mention that those that oppress us, I think that a lot of them would decide not to oppress us, some of them, because they will see value. Some people, I'm talking about good so-called uh, good people. I'm not talking about evil people. I'm talking about good people. There are some good people that are oppressing us as well because they don't know who we are. And once they find out, I think they'll make a decision to have more value for us, and they will even try to emulate us and things. Be honest with you. But I can't say that it's the most important thing. Oh, my goodness. Far from it. You need to be born again of the Spirit. You need to love the Father. You need to walk with Him in the cool of the day, kind of like, so to speak, like Adam did. He needs to be a part of our thoughts. We need to. The Bible talks about pulling out every thought to the obedience of Christ. Pulling out every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every single thought we're supposed to be uh, interviewing, so to speak. <laughs> every thought that in our head, we need to make sure it lined up with what Christ's example was of how to please the Father. Every single thought. So, just bear with me here, folks, because I'm trying to give you all scriptures as we go. Casting down, here we go, casting down every imagination, Second Corinthians 10 to 5. This is far more important than knowing you are Israelites right here. Check this out, Second Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down every imagination, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, or Elohim, or Yah, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. One more time, Second Corinthians 10 and 5 talks about every thought being broken. Listen to this, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's more important than we Israelite. Israelite was a very fleshly thing, but that history you would not understand the Bible. You definitely gonna understand uh, the this, this so-called people African Americans. Uh, you're not gonna understand uh, if you're in South Africa. You're not gonna understand the Lemba people. If you're in West Africa, you're not gonna understand the Ashanti people. If you're in uh, Australia, you're not gonna understand the, the Untouchables. You're not gonna understand. I mean, the uh, excuse me, the. Uh, uh, Aborigination, if you're in India, you're not going to understand the untouched. You're not going to understand why these people just function the way they do, and they seem a little different than any other people. They seem to not be able to come together, but yet when they serve their oppressors, they can make them rich, but they can't They can't pull themselves up, so to speak. You won't understand these people, and it will make good people, not knowing who these people are, Israelites, not knowing who they are, will cause good people to mistreat them. And that is what's happening. That is the plight of the so-called African American. So yes, you need to know that. And right now, I'm just taking a little little bit of this is not what this show is going to be about. I'm not just talking exclusively to the African Americans. I'm talking to anybody that's having uh, problems with the church. As a matter of fact, let me just read this. We have quite a few people come in. Let's go ahead and read the show description one more time, briefly. I'll do it really quickly, okay? But this is the show description tonight. Why so much disrespect for the churches, especially with young adults? Everywhere you go, you hear people complaining about the church. Are church doctrines today good enough? It's a question for you. 
More and more people worship from their homes or not at all. Many overlook the mountains of good works by many churches and television evangelists who often are associated with greed. Others question church traditions, while some have issues with doctrines held by millions in the church. So that's what the show description I sent to many of you, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, let's just talk about what tonight is not. We're talking about what tonight is. Let's talk about what the show is not, what tonight is not about. Tonight is not about bashing the church. Tonight is not about uh, taking out all your frustrations and all your deep wounds and pains that some of you just need to, uh, I'm not belittling in that, of course, but you need to forgive. You need to forgive. I'm not saying forget, but I'm saying forgive, forgive, and understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oftentimes people are under the influence of evil spirits, and there you are holding all of this against mankind, men, mere men, that you at one point trusted. You're not crazy. You trust them because they are good people, but they fell on the inspiration of an evil spirit, and they've done some things to you, and now you're sitting outside the church you know, with just constantly finding things, uh, more and more things about the church, not knowing all this is a root of bitterness. You know, so some of y'all got to just go there and get delivered in that regard. So everybody's complaining about the church is not, all, all this ain't legitimate. But tonight, I, I primarily want to focus more on those who have legitimate concerns about the church. You know, concerns about how they handle the money, concerns with how they are not involved politically. The church is not out there for us, family and friends, for the most part, with regards to uh, killings of black men in the streets. Uh, they are murdering our people in the streets, and the, there is no outcry from the most powerful institution on the earth, which is the church. They're not there. They're not there. There is no collective movement among these, all these, really any one, any two television evangelists could just say, we're going to do this and there'll be millions. There's not, nobody ever done that. And, and, and then when you have three black mothers come together and form Black Lives Matter and they have this kind of push in our world, it's sad when you have celebrities that, that just gets tired and take a knee and a movement come out of it, it's sad. We have to, we live in a time where celebrities are making more of a stand against wickedness than the church. And people are saying, I'm tired of this institution. I don't want to be a part of it. You know? And so this is where a lot of you are at. And this is where I'm at. I have a lot of, lot of concern about the church. And that's putting it mildly. I'm pissed as well, to be very honest with you. Okay? But I'm not crazy either. I know that there are some things going on in these churches that really, really is helping people. Some of y'all ain't been to church in a thousand years. You just should go. You know, a lot of these churches, and I'm not talking about the television evangelists. They get way too much attention, way too much play in our minds. And, and that's probably because they're the, only, they're the most visible ones because you can turn your TV and there they are. You know, but... uh you need not to hate on that, you know, because some ministries are just not big enough to be able to afford TV. That's why you don't know about them. Okay, so the ones that can, don't always hate. Just because somebody has got a level of, in some regards, in some ways, it is success. You know, it's not the success. It's not necessarily God's stamp of approval. 
with everything they say, but a lot of these churches have grew to these sizes because they have been out there in the, in the, in the neighborhoods and knocking on doors. We don't want to talk about those ministries. I'm reminded of a ministry right now in Dallas where I don't know how in the world they got this many young people. Uh, can't think of his name, little short guy, but uh, in Dallas, y'all know what I'm talking about, those who live in Dallas, but he, he go there, and, and I promise you, nowhere in this country have I ever seen that many young people. It's a mega church, but it's, it's full of young people, and they love this pastor. They love this pastor. So, you know, we can't hate on all the ministries. We can't hate on all the, the people that have some success, you know, when we're looking, and they're not teaching some of the things we would like to see taught. So, and y'all brother, brother, because again, I'm, I'm, I'm swinging, I'm flying solo tonight. I think Sister Eliana will probably chime in here a little bit. Uh, uh, maybe she said she'd be, she said she'd be just listening tonight, but we'll see. Uh, but I think other than her, I think it may just be the two of us, all just myself. So y'all just bear with me right now. I'm flying solo, so I'm having to wash the uh, chat room and wash the boards and everything. So. But just know this, family, friends, I love every single one of you, and uh, like I say so often, there ain't nothing you can do about it. I love the church. I really do. I love the church. This is the most powerful institution that we have as, as, a, as a people. Uh, early on in the civil rights, it led, it led the way. That's what I don't understand. It was once, it, it once led the way. The church once led the marches. Led the voting, uh, the voting. Uh, can't think of the word. I'm talking. The voting drives. You know, you, you, they would. You know, Martin and Malcolm, and even before him, Garvey, and even before him, they worked with various churches. The earlier black churches was in the know. I mean, they was out there. They were the leaders. In some kind of way, they fell all the way back. And then a lot of us older uh, saints remember the power that was in a lot of the churches, you know, from Azusa. Uh, remember, a lot of you know about Azusa, the, the, when the fathers really begin to use William Seymour, uh, who, who, who got a revelation uh, of, the he, of healing, that the father is a healer today. The father is delivered from evil spirits today. The father can use you in the gifts of the spirit today. And this man, William Seymour, began to preach this thing in, uh, on Azusa Street in L.A., and it broke out a revival that swept not just across California, not just across the United States, but across the whole world. It changed the way we do church. This was the, was the birthing of the Pentecostal movement, the birthing of the Holiness movement, and people began to start expecting signs and wonders and miracles, and, and, and the Father speaking to his people and miracles. No, 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 phony stuff, y'all. You know, Y'all got to go somewhere with this phony stuff. I'm talking about the real deal tonight. There were people operating in the true gifts of the Spirit, and still is to this very moment. But for some reason, it's nowhere near the numbers it was during this revival and even after that. So a lot of us older saints remember these churches. And, 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 and we do see the Father heal in our personal lives. You know, my wife... Just the other day, uh, you know, uh, had a had a thumb that wouldn't bend all the way down, and, and she prayed for herself, and maybe she'll come on and share that if she's I don't know if Arlene is listening, or not. but she prayed for her thumb, and and uh, she the next day was rejoiced in the car because her thumb was able to go all the way down normal, just like anybody else's thumb. But the day before, when she prayed, it, it, it was like that for a while, and so. She just took authority over the prayed, and 
many of us have these testimonies, and I don't want to, uh, I'm not going to say bore you, but I don't want, I don't, I don't want to take the show that direction. But I've done shows where I've talked about the power of the Most High in my life, personally, demon spirits cast out personally, or demon spirits I even dealt with personally, healings personally, uh, a, a word of knowledge personally, various gifts of the spirit personally. So a lot of older saints remember those days and we cannot stomach this new church because there is no power there is no power we don't see that demonstration of power okay so then when the when the father decides he's going to release a certain amount of truth in the earth with regards to who we are as a people being israelites and we get these young people coming out, and 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 it is, and it is a bona fide truth. And they go to these pastors. These pastors don't really they don't really tell them they they wrong. They just don't say much at all. They just I mean most pastors I know when I bring this to them they don't knock it. They just kind of just look at you like you know they they really can't come against it. So these young people are saying I got you. I, I got something that they don't that they can't combat, and they know it's the truth. And these pastors know it's the truth too. So they just turn a deaf ear. Well, that turns off these young people. And then when they don't have these miracles, is what I was, while I'm bringing this up, when they don't have these miracles or these powerful signs of, of the Father, who the script, how the Scripture says that he would give to us, it's a sign that he's with us. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, infallible proofs, how the Father will... Will, 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 will show himself through infallible proofs. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of the scripture. After, in the book of Acts is what I'm, where I'm trying to go with this. Uh, the Bible says that, the, that the, oh, he was confirming them. The, the Bible says that when the, uh, the apostles would go out and preach, that the Lord would confirm miracles, confirm the teachings with miracles. Well, when these young people don't see that, and you're knocking or you're not you're giving a deaf ear to their revelation of us being Israelites, that couple with no power makes them think that these ministers and their members are of the devil. So it is is it any wonder we got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of young people on Facebook and Twitter dogging out the church, talking about they're evil? Is it any wonder? They don't see power. They see a people uh, speaking against, uh, uh, telling them they need to calm down and, you know, police won't shoot you if you act like you got some sense and quit resisting arrest and all this stuff. And they know whether I resist arrest or not, I don't deserve to die. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, folks, that's where a lot of our young people are at. And again, I'm looking at the phone lines. Anyone have a question or comment? I think I do have a, this may be Sister Eliana's Erica tool now. Hopefully it is. Uh, but I'll come to you, Sister Eliana, in one second here. But folks, listen, again, tonight, 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 we're just trying to, uh, again, provide tools to those who just came in not too long ago, provide tools to the listeners of, of Five Small Stone that will be joining us tonight. Uh those of you that have lots of concerns with the church, you try to hang in there and, and give them the benefit of the doubt, but you see some things that your spirit just don't agree with. Many of you need to leave. Leave. Run. Period. 
But many of you need to stay, stay. Ask the Father for wisdom. Meet with your pastor. Tell him the concern. All pastors are not tone, uh, 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 you know, it's, it's not deaf spiritually. All pastors are not blind spiritually. There are some of them that will listen to you and take your concerns, and they'll research, and they, they're a different type of spirit. Everybody ain't goats. And then some people will say, I don't, they might not agree with you or might not support you at this moment because they don't see it. You do want them to be honest with you, right? They really don't see it. And then later on, maybe a year or two, they come on board. I've experienced that as well. You know, if you if, if you got a church and you got older people there that are mentoring you and really speaking into your life and, and walking with you, you don't want to walk away from that and go join some people that just believe the Israelites, but they don't have all those other things that that church was offering, even in this weakened state. Anyway, this is the Eliana I have to say about this. Okay, go to uh, co-host Sister Eliana. Um, Erico two nine two three three. Are you there? How are you doing, sister? Yes, and shalom. And I'm here. And it's good to hear you. It's good to be on tonight. Yes, yes. Good to hear your voice. All right. So anyway, I was um, wanted to bring up a comment in Second Corinthians eleven, and um, Paul is giving some you know exhortation exhortations. I'm sorry to the churches, but he goes on in verse about verse. 13 and 14 and 15, he says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And he's talking about sometimes the character and the behavior of people who are, in, you know, doing the work of, of, of God, but not for the right reason, which some, some of the churches are because they can become profitable. But then he goes on to say, uh, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So basically, um, just to add to what you're saying about the churches, there, um, I believe that there's, there are some good churches. There are some churches that really are true, that love the Father. There are some churches that uh, are only built up to for gain, and these are, you know, churches that are there to maybe to make a profit. And then you have some ministries that really aren't even of the most high. It's really the, the adversary has transformed himself in order to ensnare the people, and and some of his um, his um, ministers are transformed as ministers of, of righteousness or some of his, I would say, demonic co-hosts are, or cohorts are transforming themselves. So the scripture tells, you know, us to be careful and we need to try the spirit by the word of the Father to be sure if that is really operating in the spirit of the Most High. And that's a little discernment. So like you said, some people are in churches where they really need to get out because Maybe they jumped into a popular church, but maybe the spirit of the Most High is not there, and maybe they're not even teaching the word, but it's culturally popular. A lot of people are going. It's trendy. Things that, you know, people are doing in their neighborhood. They can take their kids. 
and they can get coffee, they can have, you know, so, a good social time, but they're really not getting the truth of the word, and they don't understand how to walk with the Father. So we have all that going on. You know, I love how I love to say the things that we face today is like an onion. There's so many layers to what's going on today um, in our world. There's a lot of different levels to what's happening, and we have to use discernment. We have to use wisdom. And most, I guess the, the best way that a person can determine whether or not they're in a good church is whether or not the scripture is really being taught and of course they may not be teaching that we're the Hebrew Israelites they may not have that understanding but like you said if they're teaching the scriptures if they're not trying to add to the scriptures take anything away if they're not trying to bring another doctrine but they're going by the principles that were taught if they're doing that kind of um, teaching and the, and the, the, the congregation can follow along and also do their own research and their homework right around the scriptures, then that church is probably a solid church. And, and, the, and maybe it's just the education level or the, you know, the understanding of that leader. But if they're doing something different, if they're just focusing on music, if they're not trying to really open the scriptures, if they're trying to go on experience, if they're trying to go on emotion only, and that's all you get, that's probably not where you should be for good spiritual growth. That's, so that's a word to the to the listening audience, because that church is possibly not really, uh, you know, operating correctly in the things of the Most High. And they're drawing people in for the crowd, for the excitement, for the ambiance, for the music, uh, for the experience. But after, you know, all of that is said and done, we have to be able to stand in this world and we have to be able to, you know, take up our spiritual weapons, which is the word of the Most High Yah. We have to have that belt of truth. We have to have on that breastplate of righteousness. We have to have on that helmet of salvation. We have to take that shield of faith. And that comes from studying the word of the Most High, being taught, rightly divide the word, being taught how to apply the word of the Most High and meditating on the scriptures and um, rehearsing the scriptures getting to know the verse and the text and the chapter and also the background and the context of what was being said at the time. So that's the kind of, you want to be in, um, you know, for the listening audience and anyone who's listening via archive, you want to be in a place where the, the, the ministry that you connect yourself with is going to help you grow in the knowledge of our Mashiach and our Savior daily. You want to be able to grow in the things of your faith and into the kingdom. And that's only done through the word. It's done through prayer. It's done through fasting. It's done through meditating on the word. Also, praise is important. Worship is important. Singing is important. But the more weightier spiritual matters are going to be that time of prayer that you spend in the presence of the Father and also um, denying your flesh by fasting and getting quiet so that the Father can speak his will into you and he can confirm it through his word. So if you're not in connected in a ministry like that, 
you probably should be praying and asking the Father to show you. And it might not be a big, glamorous community, of you know, a church. It may be a small group of believers. But true. it's better to be planted in the house of the Most High where he wants you in his vineyard than to be connected to a very, you know, popular, large movement and yet be lost in the congregation, not understanding the will of the Most High for your life, the purpose uh, that you are here to, to um, affect change or what the Most High has called you to do. So you won't know that unless you're in his word, unless you are praying, unless you are fasting, unless you are seeking his face. So that's what I wanted to add to, you know, this search for what's wrong with the churches, just the emphasis on where we want to be in the kingdom. If we want to be closer to the Father, we're going to do those things like the Mashiach did it. We're going to be availing ourselves to prayer and fasting. We're going to be studying the words to understand the heart, the will, the mind of the Most High. And when you're doing that, you're drawing nigh unto the Most High, and he will draw nigh unto you. And he will give you his Ruach, which is his Holy Spirit, and the the Messiah said that the, the Spirit, the Ruach, will lead you into all truth. And that is where you will gain that real solid foundation in walking with the Most High. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Appreciate you, sister. Appreciate you sharing. That was really good. I got a question for you. Um, I have been noticing, and again, it's not just the Hebrew Israelite folks. It's a lot of people. But if I say Hebrew Israelites, you think of a group. Um, I can't name another group that is more frustrated with the church than them. Uh, and I, when I say Hebrew Israelites, remember, folks, there's whole organizations like the early Church of God in Christ used to, Bishop Mason used to say this, and a lot of coaching, y'all may not have known that, but it's very true. I have proof of that. A lot of the old churches, so-called black churches, uh, used to teach this back in Garvey days. You know, some kind of way we got in the way. This used to be believed by the masses. And to this very second, there are very established organizations that secretly believe this. But it's just with this whole anti-Semitic environment, it's not cool now to be, you know, saying it as loud as, as, as they said it back then. And, and back then, there was a more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? There was a lot of people that uh, were saying, saying it at the same time, whereas now if you say it, you're singled out and you can be oppressed, uh, killed, and lots of things can happen for you saying the wrong thing about this topic. But just know that when we say the Israelites, just know it ain't just a bunch of people you see on video on YouTube. A lot of us are very seasoned saints in these uh, churches. Some people have their own uh, organizations, but uh, our own churches even. Uh, like Sister Eliana, she has an organization she works with and she's, she leads it. So there's a lot of seasoned people that believe this, but the ones that get all the noise, all the attention really is those that's on uh, YouTube. So I'm talking about them really mainly, but remember there's all types of folks that quit going to church for whatever reason. They're at home and they stopped a long time ago and they don't have nothing to do with no Hebrew Israelites. It's thousands upon thousands of people. 
Well, if I can say a group, I would say the Hebrew Israelites of Facebook, if I can just say that. And, and Sister Yolanda, the question I have for you is this. I saw a brother the other day said 95% of what you hear in churches is wrong. And I took him to task, and I said, well, I want to invite you to come on the show and share that. And it was two, two brothers. And this is the second time I've reached out to them, and they did not want to come on. Now, that's what makes me think they're not serious or they're not, you know, even probably have the, the heart of the Father. Because if you feel like it's 95% of what the churches is teaching, you're pretty much saying the church is an evil institution. And I don't believe that. And I want to know your comments on that. 95%, do you think it's that high? No, absolutely not. You know, the problem, well, let me just say, a lot of the Hebrew Israelites, a lot of them have not even really been in churches. But once they began to um, understand that they were Hebrews and they started, you know, getting some indoctrination and some teaching around some things that happened, they really developed these ideas and presuppositions about the church itself. Because you have a lot of you have a lot of Hebrew teachers saying, "Oh, what the people are doing up in those churches is, um, you know, fake. Um, they're, you know, running, jump, jumping, dancing, shouting, whatever, whatever they're doing, and that's fake and false." But see. It tells me that those people, even before they became or understood that they were Hebrews, they probably never had an experience with the Father. And they especially didn't have an, a spiritual experience deep enough to really understand what's going on. So I don't believe it's 95% of what's going on. I think they, they, there are some people like, you know, we have identified that have, have become very, very um, internationally known they have large ministries. They are on television. And some of what they're doing is not, you know, of the Father. Um, but that doesn't mean that everything in a church, if you go into a setting of a church that you're going to hear is wrong. Now, we also have to come from the other aspect where the root of modern Christianity comes from Catholicism which was a perversion of the Hebrew scriptures. And so maybe in in that context is what they're talking about because remember the father said that when we were um our ancestors would go into um were told that when we went into captivity we would serve other gods. We would serve new religions that even our forefathers didn't know. And to be honest, Christianity is one of those new religions. You know, and we and you we can do the research and we can see that you know all the false roots that happen in Christianity. But there's also what Christianity also is. It's a blend. It's a mixture. It's a mixture of the Hebrew scriptures that the Father gave to Moses, that were passed down through our forefathers, through our ancestors. That after we left around in 70 A.D. Those um, scrolls were taken. They were taken around the world. By the time uh, Constantine came into power after 
the the um the way was started where the Messiah had walked and he was doing miracles and then the the, the remnants of what we call the early church came about Constantine took that and blended it with paganism and so what we understand today in Christianity there is a blending there is a pagan blend in Christianity today but it doesn't mean that the heart of the people is wrong because it might be that people are ignorant but see the father the scripture says the father judges um the heart he sees the heart man judges the outward appearance so where you have a counterfeit you have a real so where some people are really being filled with the ruach of the father and it is it, it's like fire like it is described in in the psalms david said it's like fire shut up in my bones when if you get near fire ezekiel it's going to in ezekiel yeah you're going to it's going to um you're going to make you jump if you if you touch fire it's going to make you move um and that is what sometimes the presence of the Most High, with that infilling of the Ruach, can also make you move. But then there's also a counterfeit. You know, to everything real, there is a counterfeit. And remember, we have to remember that the that Satan or Hasatan or the adversary, he was in heaven. He was in the presence of the Most High. He knows the working of the kingdom better than any of us living. He knows the structure and order of the kingdom of the Most High. He had a very high-ranking position in the kingdom. So he can mimic a lot of what the kingdom of the Most High looks like on earth, and that's why we have to know the difference where the Messiah said, you shall know a tree by its fruit. When you follow on to know what the fruit is, then you know what the root cause or what it, it was established. And so, again, in that scripture, Second Corinthians, you know, um, fourteen, it says Satan has transformed himself into um, an angel of light. He's he's made himself appear to be a good guy, and. Also, some of his demons have transformed themselves into ministers of righteousness, and they have opened churches. They are open for business because this is the age where that kind of uh, spiritual deception is ripe for the picking and taking place. Now, maybe in another age it was a more conquest or another way that he manifested, but right now in our latter days it's very much this whole spiritualization, um, even with the, you know, you call it the, um, who are those people that, um, oh, their name is escaping me, but uh, Tom Cruise is of that uh, order. A lot of the stars and celebrities, um, Will and G- uh, Jada Smith. It's, you talking about um, Skull and No, 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 no. It's another organization. Uh, no, it's a, it's. It's another. It's a religious organization. They're all part of this church, but we know it's it's, it's a false church. Oh, what is it called? It's um. I'm sorry. Oh, um, L. Ron Hubbard. All of that kind of teaching. Oh, what is it called? It's very big, and a lot. Most of all, your celebrities are part of this church, this ministry. 
but it's not a real it's not a it's not a ministry where the messiah is 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 head of this ministry but it's a spiritual movement um, it'll it'll you come got me. me on that one uh, when it comes to me i'll just blurt it out but anyway what i'm saying is that you know you have a lot of um if you have a lot of people that are looking for spiritual enlightenment, they want to elevate their spirit, they want to come another way. The way the Messiah described it, huh? Are you, are you talking about Buddhism? Not Buddhism. No, no. It'll come to me. Um, the way the Messiah described it was this. He says, no man can come to the Father except by me. If any man comes... Another way, the same as a thief and a robber. So you have ministries today on the on the earth that are trying to to bypass the blood covenant that is necessary and required in order to gain access into the kingdom. They're trying to come by um Elevating their spiritual, their mental and spiritual, you know, open up their third eye, but become understand that they are spiritual beings. But they're trying to access, gain access to the kingdom of the Most High another way. And so the Messiah said, these are thieves and they are robbers. But it's very popular and people are catching on because there's no requirement. You're not, there's nobody's looking at their sin. No one is looking at their walk. They they don't have a requirement of righteousness or to live right or to have right actions according to the commandments that the Most High set forth in the earth. Well, so these uh, are uh, very. Sister Leon, let me let me jump in here. I want to ask something. I want to ask a question before you move on and we forget. You just mentioned the third eye. That's a good, good, good question I have for This is a good question for you before you move on, because you're on a roll. I'm going to let you just have a mic. I need to breathe and tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, if you, <laughs> the third eye, I actually believe in the third eye. I actually believe in the pineal gland. I do think there's something there. I do think there's energies there. Um, I think... When we don't know something, it's good to kind of, we, the church used to say it was evil. You know what I'm saying? Anything, there, is such, there is such thing as mind over matter, and it's not demonic. I do think there's energies we have and we just haven't tapped into because, again, we just don't know, but we don't know what we fear. It's kind of like a lot of our white brothers and sisters, what they don't know, they fear and they attack and sometimes they even kill. There is something there with the third eye, but I think what you said is key. The most high have to be given the glory for everything. And I think if a lot of these brothers that come up with ways to memorize some more things or they're able to get a heightened awareness of something, I don't know that it's always demonic. We give the devil way too much credit. And I want to know your comment about that. You know, again, the third eye, the pineal gland, it's a part of the body that's very real. And they say in whites is suppressed. That's why you don't hear much about it because they don't they, they can't use it like blacks do. And blacks is more alive, it's more aware. It's, it's why they call it a, another sense, so to speak. What's your comments on that? Well, I think you're right. I think you know, like the scripture says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Most High, you know, did an excellent work in creating us as a people and people in general. 
So, and and placing us here on earth, we have a purpose. When he first created our first forefather, you know, the Adam and and the Hava Eve, he created us for a, a real specific purpose, and he created us in his image and after his likeness with a lot of his attributes. As a matter of fact, all of his attributes. Um, we have a spirit. Uh, we have the consciousness of the soul, which includes that pineal gland, the third eye. We can, we actually can do things, like Yeshua said. Um, if you can say to, if you have the faith, and you know, you can say to this mountain, "Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea," and it shall be done for you. If you doubt not. So if you don't doubt, there's there's things that we can actually do, that we can see happen, come to pass. But we um, just aren't made aware of it, or we have doubt or fear, which keeps us back. So yes, I believe it. I don't think everything is the devil, and I very, very rarely give him any credit. I know we have an adversary, but like a lot of churches teach um, devil worship in actuality. They teach the people to fear the devil. They teach the people that the devil has a lot of power. They teach the people that everything that goes on in your life really is the devil. And they teach the spirit of fear. And the Most High said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But if you go to some of these churches, everything coming out of our mouth is the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And then they say, you know, but Jesus. But if you add up as many times as they've given homage and credit to the devil, it it far exceeds their claim to believe in the power of the Most High. Powerful, that's true. It's very true. And um, the church I was talking about was Scientology. That was the new religion. A lot of Scientology. I couldn't think of it, but I looked it up while you were asking me your question. So what I'm saying is that we've got a lot of spiritual movement and it's all designed to get us to that higher conscious level and understanding, becomes more spiritually aware and in tune. But without the Father, because remember, he said, listening audience, in the Father, in the, in the, in the Most High Yah, we move. In him we live, and in him we have our being. So in order for us to even just be walking around, whether we are giving honor and glory and praising the Most High Yah, or whether we're giving honor and glory and praising Satan, or whether we are cursing the Most High Yah, or whether we feel that we are atheists, we can't even move and breathe without the presence of the Most High Yah living with inside of us. In Him we move, in Him we live, and in Him we have our being. So when we try to elevate to Him to to make our And that is Acts 17 and 28. Go ahead. When we try to become like the Most High Yah but not give Him glory or honor or acknowledgement for what He's doing, then, then the Messiah Yeshua said, we are like thieves and robbers. For example, if Brother Seth invited everyone on his show to his house, come to my house, but you need to call me first. And someone said, I'm just going to go to the brother's house, and I'm going to just go in through the window. Well, that person is going to be looked at as a thief or a robber, because if Brother Seth gives you the invitation to come to his home, 
with the with the instruction to call first, then you're going to enter in through his front door. You're going to be properly welcomed by him and his family. If you go through his back door, climb if he has a two-story house or a three-story house and you climb up a ladder and go in through his daughter's window and start using the bathroom, they're going to call the police. And you are not going to be treated well because you didn't come in properly. And so that's the same thing. When we try to enter the access of the kingdom without coming through the front door the way the Most High set it up, then we we are looked at as thieves and robbers. We have not gained proper access to the kingdom. So that's what a lot of these other religions, that's what our adversary, Satan, is trying to do is to cause people to lose out their invitation privilege with the most high by going to into the heavenlies into the spiritual realm without the proper access and to elevate themselves outside of the most high and in the end when it all boils down the highest of heavens in the highest of heavens sits the most high so there's nothing that you can you know do that he doesn't see. You can't access his heavenly realm without his permission, without his knowledge, and without his invitation. And you can't access it any way. And I think that's what space exploration and space travel is about. They're trying to gain access to the things of heaven without having the proper permission um, and being properly invited. And so, you know, the Father's not going to allow them to get into those levels. They may get to a level, a few levels of heaven, but they're never going to enter into the highest of heaven, the holy of holies condition in the flesh with the flesh mind uh, that they have. They'll never be able to enter in in that um, respect. So this is why it's important for us to understand how to properly access the Father, and it is through his word, it's through the study of his word, the meditation of his word, the prayer, the fasting, and the proper teaching. That's how you know what the Most High requires of us. And, yes, he has that elevation for us. That elevation is, is available to us, but not on our terms, only on his terms. And when we avail ourselves to his terms, then we have access so Powerful. that's, Powerful. you know, what we have to be uh, looking at when we're evaluating churches. And when you're first starting out, you don't know the difference, especially when you're coming and you're coming because you've been, there's hurt, there's been abuse, there's been neglect, and you're, and, and you're getting prayer. You are just looking, you know, you're just looking for a place to be accepted. But after you grow a while, you, we need to become fruit inspectors. We need to inspect the fruit. We need to make sure it's good fruit. And um, when we find that it isn't, like, you know, Brother Seth said, we need to, we can go to those shepherds and leaders and say, can I speak with you? This is what I see, and this is, these are my concerns. Yes, yes. Shepherd, the good shepherd will listen to your heart. He will hear your concerns. He may not have a ready answer. And be careful of anybody that has a quick ready-made answer to some very complex questions. It's okay for the shepherd to say, I don't know. I need to pray about that. Let me seek the Most High on that matter. It's okay, 
that's letting you know that that person is genuine and they really, truly want to get the heart of the father in the matter of the question that you have. If the person is arrogant, angry, bold, accusatory, uh, rude, you know right away that's a shepherd you cannot sit under because you're not going to be fed properly. You're not going to get the kind of teaching that you need in order to draw you closer to the Most High. And if you look around the congregation carefully, you will find the people are worshiping the shepherd. They are worshiping the flesh, the man. And that is not where the Father wants us to be. He wants us to be worshiping him. And a good shepherd is going to diminish and always elevate the Father. A good shepherd is always going to push for the, 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 the glory of the Messiah, the Mashiach, and the Father, and push you to seeking that while they seem lowly, humble, diminished, because it's not about their glory. It is about the glory of the Most High. But a shepherd who is prideful, arrogant, are going to pump themselves up, and it's all about them. They're always going to tell you about themselves, how wonderful they are, they're going to they're always going to be flashy in their dress. They're always going to be talking about their accomplishments, their achievements and how great they are. So that is something to as a marker when you see that walk away. Because the, that is not where the father wants you to be. He wants you to be taught and trained and he wants you to be um tuned in to his spirit to hear his voice. Uh, the Messiah said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. But in order to hear his voice, we have to be quiet. We have to be quiet. We have to have that quiet time, that prayer time, uh, that time of meditation. We have to have that time of fasting, and we have to have that time of study in the in the things of the Father and in his word in order to hear the voice of the Most High. That was truly the truth. And, um, I mean, I can't even come behind that one. Sister, I really, really appreciate you joining me tonight. I mean, and I, I can do so much. I know a lot. I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. But I don't have it all together. And it's always good to have brothers and sisters chime in. And speaking of chiming in, if you're on the phone lines, you have a question or comment, go ahead and press 1. I do want to take a little short little break. Well, I want to take a break. It's not really short because I want to also play a clip on the on the break, I want to play a clip of this new movie coming out called Black KKK. It's comedy, but it's got a got a lot of good points. Spike Lee, I think, did a good job with this movie. Just want to play a little bit of a trailer, and then I want to play something called Why I Hate Religion. And I think listen to this. This is an old old video. that's over 33 million views now on YouTube, and it's. When it first came out, it really was powerful. Everybody was, uh, this young man was in demand everywhere. But uh, things are kind of quieting down, but this video is still breaking in views, over 33 million views on this one video talking about why I hate religion. And this is kind of going to put a a nice uh, perspective on why we're doing the show tonight because that's what's happening. People really see religion in these churches. Now, he says he hates religion, but he loves Christ. 
Some people think there is no difference. So, Sister Ellen, when we come back, I like to talk about the difference between religion and, and the Messiah, because a lot of Hebrew Israelites, even, they're caught up in this law, 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 and they are not focusing on the spirit. They're, they're focused on the law, and the law really, along, when you have the law outside of, the, outside of the Father, and you can do that, you can have commandments and laws and not have the Father as the sinner. Romans 2 talks about that is with a person who don't have any law whatsoever. They didn't know anything about the Father. They had no law, no written law, but they pleased the Father by their conscience. And they pleased the Father more than the Israelites that had the law. So there is such thing as religion that comes out of these laws if the law is not centered around the Father. It's all about the spirit. It's all about the heart. And so that's what this second little audio clip is talking about. So I want to do that again. Uh, Spike Lee's movie trailer as well as Why I Hate Religion will follow that. And we'll be right back. See how long you're okay with the break right quick? Yes, absolutely. That's great. Okay. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Check this out. Uh, I think this will be a blessing to you. never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. Hello? This is Ron Stallworth calling. Well, who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well... Since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face-to-face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined... Ron Stallworth. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. When's the last time they let a rookie lead an investigation? Oh, that's right. Never. (laughs) Okay. Become his friend. Let's get invited back. What kind of stuff you guys do? Cross burdens, marches. This is fixing to be a big year for us. You ask too many questions. You undercover or something? We must unite and organize to fight racism. Are you down for the liberation of black people? Power to the people. All power to all the people. All power to all people. For you, it's a crusade. For me, it's a job. You're Jewish. That hatred, doesn't that piss you off? You're taking this Jew lie detector test. Why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game? I'm telling you, the wars are coming. 
Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's us. Stallworth Brothers. We're on a roll, man. What if I told you Jesus came to abolish religion? What if I told you voting Republican really wasn't his mission? What if I told you Republican doesn't automatically mean Christian, and just because you call some people blind doesn't automatically give you vision? I mean, if religion is so great, why has it started so many wars? Why does it build huge churches but fails to feed the poor? Tell single mom God doesn't love them if they've ever had a divorce, but in the Old Testament, God actually calls religious people whores. Religion might preach grace, but another thing they practice, tend to ridicule God's people, they did it to John the Baptist. They can't fix their problems, and so they just mask it, not realizing religion's like spraying perfume on a casket. See, the problem with religion is it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification, like a long list of chores. Like, let's dress up the outside, make it look nice and neat. But it's funny, that's what they used to do to mummies while the corpse rots underneath. Now I ain't judging, I'm just saying, quit putting on a fake look. Because there's a problem if people only know that you're a Christian by your Facebook. I mean, in every other aspect of life, you know that logic's unworthy. It's like saying you play for the Lakers just because you bought a jersey. See, this was me too, but no one seemed to be on to me. Acting like a church kid while addicted to pornography. See, on Sunday I'd go to church, but Saturday getting faded, acting if I was simply created to just have sex and get wasted. See, I spent my whole life building this facade of neatness, but now that I know Jesus, I boast in my weakness. Because if grace is water, then the church should be an ocean. It's not a museum for good people, it's a hospital for the broken. Which means I don't have to hide my failure, I don't have to hide my sin. Because it doesn't depend on me, it depends on Him. See, because when I was God's enemy, and certainly not a fan, He looked down and said, I want that man. Which is why Jesus hated religion, and for it He called them fools. Don't you see so much better than just following some rules? Now let me clarify. I love the church, I love the Bible, and yes, I believe in sin. But if Jesus came to your church, would they actually let him in? See, remember he was called a glutton and a drunkard by religious men. But the Son of God never supports self-righteousness, not now, not then. Now back to the point, one thing is vital to mention. How Jesus and religion are on opposite spectrums. See, one's the work of God, but one's a man-made invention. See, one is the cure, but the other's the infection. See, because religion says do. Jesus says done. Religion says slave. Jesus says son. Religion puts you in bondage while Jesus sets you free. Religion makes you blind, but Jesus makes you see. And that's why religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God. Christianity is God searching for man, which is why salvation is freely mine and forgiveness is my own not based on my merits, but Jesus' obedience alone. Because he took the crown of thorns and the blood dripped down his face. He took what we all deserve. I guess that's why you call it grace. And while being murdered, he yelled, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Because when he was dangling on that cross, he was thinking of you. And he absorbed all your sin and he buried it in the tomb, which is why I'm kneeling at the cross saying, come on, there's room. So for religion, no, I hate it. In fact, I literally resent it because when Jesus said, it is finished, 
I believe he meant it. Who's got it together then? 
Well, you say the church ain't this, the church ain't that, they ain't teaching this, they ain't teaching that, they ain't walking here, they ain't walking, they're hypocrites, blah, blah, blah. Who do you think got it together? If they can't answer those questions, I believe these people are using the enemy. They're preaching something that don't exist. They're looking for a church perfect, and even if it is perfect, by the time they get there, it's not going to be any more. And this is this might seem like some simple little questions, but Sister Ariana, it's very, very powerful questions because I'm running into people that don't have an answer on either one of them. They don't really fellowship nowhere. They just got brothers and sisters that they talk to on Facebook and they blast each other. Or they may even listen to blogs here or there or something like that. But they don't really, they're not accountable to anybody. And my wife was the one that really called me out on this many years ago. And I try to be, I'm not the, I don't have perfect attendance at the, even at the church I go to because, to be very honest with you, there's some issues there, doctrinal issues there. But I try, I've learned something about churches. Uh, you may not agree always with your pastor, but as long as they have a good heart and good spirit and they love the Father, there is some benefit there. And, and even if it's nothing just coming together under the banner of Christ and, and just talking about some of the things you do agree with, you know, oftentimes we look at what we disagree with, but there are a lot of things we do agree with. And, and it's good to see the families there, the young kids, the older people there. Just them seeing you in the house is a witness that he's real. We say, oh, no, it's not. You just go, no. But first, just real quick, see, I'm going to come here and I want you to respond to those questions. But just with, when we come together and we see each other with their hands up in the air praising, some days I don't feel it. But I look over at another person, they're really into it, and, they, and they're calling on this God that they've never seen. It's a witness to your spirit that he is real. He is real. Different ones of us is up and, and, and encouraged and on fire, while others might be a little bit discouraged or whatever. We may not feel the Father's presence like the, the person next to you in the other aisle does. And and we feed off that anointing is what I'm trying to say. And so there's, there's all kind of benefits in these churches, folks, outside of them not knowing this one or two truths the one or two truths that you think they should be teaching. So Sion, do you kinda of feel me on that? And what did you think of those questions? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hear what you're saying and I um there are a lot of people who are speaking and uh we're in the time where the scripture says and I that this this kind of uh, thing would happen uh, earlier today. Yeah, we got a question uh, too. I, I'm sorry, I just saw this hand up. Brother, uh, sister, whoever this is, I'm gonna go ahead and, and let Sister Eliana finish, and then we'll come to you. Uh, come to your question. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay. Uh, earlier today, I was with my parents, and um, my father was reading out of the Book of Daniel, and as he read through the visions of Daniel and the visitation from the angels, one of the things uh, that one of the angels told Daniel was, in the latter days, that um, truth would be thrown to the ground, and we are actually seeing where the truth of the the things of the Most High are constantly being trashed, thrown down our world our world, our educational systems, um, our marketplace does not want truth. They do not want it. The entertainment industry does not want truth. They want falsehood. They want lies. And then, again, in some churches, it is the same because I believe those churches are the ones that are being led by those uh, fallen angels that have transformed themselves. But you also have scoffers. I believe it's in 
Timothy says in the latter days, scoffers will come. So these are people that are going to scoff, they're going to mock, they're going to speak evil of dignitaries, evil things that they don't know. Uh, And again, in Jude, it says... um, the same thing. And that's Second uh, Peter. I think that's Second Peter um, three and three, uh, three and four. So Second Peter three and three is where she was referring to. Okay, and in Jude, it in verse ten it says, um, talking about people who are, you know, filthy dreamers, defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And it says, and that's in Jude uh, 1 and 8 and then 9, yet Michael the archangel, which is much, much higher than man, much, much holier than man, uh, has much, much more authority than mankind, says, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, one of his fellow brethren used to be fellow brethren angels who had an exalted position as well, um, Continuing with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Michael, it says, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, you know, the Most High rebuked thee. He said, but these men, they speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves. So I... I'm just saying that we have people today, we have mockers, we have scoffers. We, you know, this, we shouldn't be alarmed. This is the age we're living in. People mock the truth. They mock the things of God. They speak against dignities. They speak against angelic hosts. They speak against uh, authorities. Um, They speak about things they don't know. They have not tasted they have not um, experienced the things of the spiritual realm, yet they have a lot of criticism. They have a lot of comments, and they've never once entered into that place. It's just like a man or a woman saying that, you know, they don't believe in marriage and that their monogamous relationship with a person is the same as marriage when they have never, ever taken the vows Cross the threshold into the spiritual covenant between the father themselves and their spouse to enter into that union, it is a difference than just having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But unless they take that step and enter in under that covenant and that umbrella, they won't know the transformation because there is a change. And so it's the same thing with the spiritual realm. They don't know. And so we can't, you know, there's no way we're going to um, ever be able to address all of these because this is the spirit of the age that we're living in. There are many scoffers, mockers, and they are looking at a clip on the YouTube and they're making a huge judgment. They have not sat in the service. They were never there to, from the beginning to the end to even dis, to discern properly what even happened in the service. So many of these people are just, you know, ignorant, which means unaware, unlearned, have no knowledge of how the Father works and how the, the Ruach of the Father works upon man and what he did. In ancient Israel, it said when Saul who was anointed to be king, became, uh, in his anointing, he, it said that he was jumping around and screaming and hollering and dancing, and and they said, Has, what is Saul now among the prophets? So apparently, 
the Bible says that in the time, in those days, when the, the Ruach came up on the prophets, they behaved a little strangely. But Israel knew that to be the spirit of the Most High. And so when they saw um, Saul, the king, jumping around and acting crazy, they said, now is Saul named among the prophets? And David also did that. David did the same. But so so that therefore when the the ruach would come upon the Israelites they they were they were behaving peculiar as, from a natural standpoint what do we see in churches today when the ruach comes upon the hebrews we act peculiar the scripture says we are a peculiar people so I, I have let, let, let me let me let me go to. I don't want this person to hold hold that thought because you're you're absolutely right. And we had a gentleman that was supposed to be on last week to talk about. To, 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 he was coming against what you're saying. He would have been on saying if he would have came on, had backbone. I invited him again this week. He's one of those that talk about us dancing the spirit and all this stuff. But you're absolutely right, and I'm so glad you're saying that because this is where a lot of people at, and they're they're, they're saying these churches are evil. And it's right, they just haven't tasted of this new wine. But let me go to the phone lines. I don't want this person to hang up with this question. Again, anyone with questions, uh, wait wait a second, I'm getting a little, little thing in my ear. Okay, I just hear from the little a reminder that you got 60 seconds to call the phone lines. If you're listening on the Internet and you want to be a part of this show, you got to call the phone number. You can't listen on the Internet anymore. It's going to cut off on you a little bit, and you have to listen to the rest of this in the archives. So 914-205. Five five nine oh. It should be on the show right in front of you there. On the screen right in front of you. Nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh. Okay, Erico eight one seven. Then we got another hand that went up. We got two hands that's up, so I'll come to both of you uh at this time. Erico eight one seven three five oh and then we'll come to the private caller. All right, Erico eight one seven three five three five oh go ahead and give us your name and your city, please. Shalom, shalom. This is uh, Apostle Patrick Reynolds, a.k.a. Malachi, from Fort Worth, Texas. Lost Foundation. Hey, Brother Malachi, ministry. how you doing, brother? Um, so, uh, I'm blessed and I'm glad to... It does okay. every once in a while. That's strictly not your brother Seth. It's y'all know if you've been listening in time to um, blog talk, they'll do that. But go ahead, brother. Yes, um... I just wanted to, uh, uh, the question that you asked, uh, why so much disrespect for the churches? Um, well, I think it's twofold. Uh, I think uh, some of the disrespect that the churches get is because uh, some, not all, have given uh, ammunition to for people to criticize the churches by uh, using the Bible to cover up their dirty deeds, you know, just like uh, allegedly some Catholic priests, some Catholic priests have been for years uh, molesting little boys and yeah, um, and even in some black churches where musicians been hiding their homosexuality activities and uh, so on one fold they have given ammunition for people to criticize them and then on the other hand um uh, it's just a plain out disrespect because they just dislike the message that they have to repent of their sins and they don't want to repent of their sins, you know. So uh, the natural thing for them to do is to uh, 
last shower at the church and say everybody ain't perfect, you understand? Um, so I think it's twofold. On one hand, uh, they're just upset because they refuse to repent. And on the other hand, they are angry at the corruption that some, not all, that some are, are practicing. And that's all I wanted to say. Powerful, brother. Appreciate that. It's short, but it's powerful. What you're saying is really a lot. You just encompass thousands of preachers, thousands of uh, laymen in that one little statement. I really appreciate the call, Brother Patrick, um, a.k.a. Brother Malachi. If you have any questions, come back on and, and ask as many questions as you like. This this is one of our hard-working brothers out there on the streets with a bullhorn, might I add, and speakers, and out there trying to woo our people into who they are and get them to submit to the Father. Really appreciate you, Brother, just so you know that. All right. Thank you. God bless uh, may y'all bless you as well. So, Eliana, what do you think of his comment before we go to the next question here? I mean, you know, what do you think of that? Yes, that's absolutely correct, and um, that's that's true. There's a there's a lot. Like I said before, it's like an onion. There's a lot of layers to what's happening, and again, in our world and the understanding of what's going on with the church. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. That you know, people—it's twofold. People have disappointment. Um, other times, there's been a license. That some of the ministers have given license by their deeds that are being exposed. You know, the, the Most High said judgment begins at the house of the Most High Yah. So it has to start with us as His children, as His followers, because if in order for the judgment to be meted out in the world. The house of, of the Most High Yah has to be cleansed first. And so when he uncovers it and it comes out, people see this and they say, oh, you see, because they're looking for a reason not to trust the Father anyway and to believe that this is the, the way that the Most High Yah has set is, is right. And, uh, again, we have other, you know, influences on the earth that are constantly bombarding the, their minds and their understanding to uh, turn them, their hearts and minds against the Father. So yes, I totally agree with Brother um, Brother Patrick on that. That's okay. Well, we'll go back to the phone lines. We got another question here. Is our Brother uh, A.K.A. Brother uh, Patrick, A.K.A. Brother Malachi, go ahead and press one. So you hand it down because you may want to ask another question. All right, to the private caller, you know who you are. We coming. <sighs> These people just hung up. Okay, no, they didn't. All right, here we go. To the private caller with your hand up, you know who you are, since I can't give a phone number out. Uh, go ahead with your question or your comment, please. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. You know, the reason it's very clear to everyone, whether any churches Oh, okay, hold on, hold, hold a second. Hold, hold a second, sir. Hold on one second. We like to find, We like to know your name and where you're calling from, oh, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, Mike from Singapore. Uh, the question okay, is. Okay, Mike from Singapore. Or... Okay, hold on, Mike. Hold on, slow it down a little bit. Mike from Singapore. I know you want to be incognito. I probably now. I think about. It, I probably shouldn't have asked you that because you did come on as a private caller. But uh, anyway, uh, sorry about that. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Not that's fine. I don't care. You know, that's fine. Uh, the question is very clear. You know, whether it's religion is opium of masses, whether it's Christianism of any denominations, 
to child molestations of uh, Catholics, as the other caller uh, announced earlier, uh, to Islamic uh, molestation of the kid as uh, early as two, two weeks or three weeks, they can do molest the kids. So we see that people are fed up. People want, if you want to go to a, a, a religion, unfortunately, you, it's, it's old. Uh, avenues are terminated at this time, kind of, because there is no avenue to look for that either you are going to be abused or misused or uh, whoever uh, they trust more get promotion. And, you know, it's all is like a bondage, you know, and those priests, for example, you know, they knew it and they put a blind eye, whether it's Islamic, uh, also same thing. I mean, they, they bring the kid and the uh, uh, genetical mutilation of the girls as early as six years old and etc. All of these people fed up. I mean, people don't want we, I mean, you want religion, you practice it in your own home, your own safety of your home. I mean, it seems people don't want anymore to go to Islamic mosque, or Jewish synagogue, or uh, churches, or Buddhist temple. It's, it's all the same, commonalities, because it's... it's if you go there and you get hurt, then what use of it? And and they remember one thing: Jesus Christ always, whenever they he was gone, people to, uh, put a stone at him. him. People treat him uh, very badly. Okay, uh, but today we see the pastors. Unfortunately, they have BMWs. They have anti-bullet uh, limousines. They drive and they own uh, million dollar or two million dollar homes on behalf of the church goers or Islamic goers. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not saying only Christianism. I'm, I'm saying everybody, all Buddhism. Buddhism people lives uh, has so much money. I mean. Uh, uh, that's not fair. Well, well do my favor, do my favor, Mike. Do my favor, because I think I see where you're going with this, but you you, you kind of repeat yourself a little bit. Uh, I want Sister Eliana to to, to uh, respond to your your claim, your your comment there. Sister Eliana. Yes, and I I I, I thank you so much, caller. Um, for and he's calling your... all the way from Singapore, by the way. Everybody's calling on the other yeah. side of the planet. It's also good to hear see that. Well, you know what? I think that you're making an absolute valid point, um, that there are many general commonalities right now with religion, and whether it's religion in the Christian uh, form, religion in Buddhism, Judaism, um, uh, Islamic. Um, I think you're correct Muslim. in that form that their religion, this um, hydra, it's one, it's one body feet, tail, but 
different heads um, that have access to the people, and people come into the Hydra um, creature of religion by the different head accesses. So I believe you're correct in saying that it is a general commonality, and people are tired. They're fed up with the oppression. They are fed up with the um, with this knowledge of you know that there's someone over them that is uh, oppressive. Uh, children can be molested. They can be abused. Uh, people can be persecuted, killed for, you know, not following the rules. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful point that you brought up. And um, I, I'm so glad that you were able to get in and to make that comment and to bring it to another level of awareness um, yes. in this subject. I appreciate you too, but, the, you know, in Islamic law, if you leave the religion, they will come and hunt you down wherever you are, they kill you. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that, that's crap. That's, that's not, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you can have, uh, uh, I mean, Muhammad had the four wives. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you have one wife now, it's more than hell for you right now. I mean, you want to have four <laughs> wives or now they, they, you know, they upgraded to 40 women. Uh, um, uh, a priest, Islamic priest, uh, it was in Indonesia. Let me, let me say this, Mike, Mike, if I can just jump in here really quick here. Sure, uh, sure, the scriptures, sure. The scriptures don't condemn having one wife, at least in the Old Testament. I know in the New Testament it says those that desire a particular office can only have one or should only have one, but it, for it to even bring that up, that means there was a lot of that going on, and then it didn't tell all of the dude. It could have very well said those of you that desire to be believers, but it only mentioned a certain group of people to operate in this. So I don't really knock the whole multiple wives thing, but uh, I do, like Sister Eliana, I do concur with your feelings uh, 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 about the church in general, those that are abusing the children and all those different things you said, like Brother uh, uh, Malachi was saying earlier. But I think we're in a... On this show, I don't want to forget about those. Those are obvious abuses. I don't expect anybody listening to Five Smooth Songs tonight to be in any kind of church where they're molesting kids. If you have leaders like that, that's a no-brainer. You need to get out of there. I'm serious. Number one is criminal. You can, I mean, that, that, that can affect you. I mean, it could be some of your friends, some of your ki- children's friends that... It, you don't want to be a part of a spirit that's dominating a pastor so much to where he's doing that. If he's that dominated by that thing that controls him that bad, then no telling mm-hmm. what he's teaching. So I, I don't. I, I, I hope that's a no-brainer. But uh, tonight, Mike, I wanted to hit, highlight those that are a little bit more clever, uh, like Brother um, Malachi was saying. There, there's some pastors that are just re- rebelling. They don't want to teach the truth. They know better. I want to talk about yeah. them a little bit more. Do you know anything about that? There are those that, you know, um, they know I, better. They just they 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 yes. don't they don't molest yes. kids. They don't molest kids, but they might preach prosperity, and I mean they may preach it in such a way to make you think that they need all this money to preach the gospel. So I want you to comment on that briefly before I move on in, in the show, uh, if you could make it alive no more than about two minutes, please. Sure, indeed. You know, uh, it's it's all the. Uh, 
Mormon religion, for example, is uh, uh, they can have multiple wives. I mean, we saw with the, what happened with the, their leaders. I mean, it's jailed and etc. I mean, we can see uh, the fact that uh, today priests, whether it's Islamic or Buddhist or uh, any other religions. They are there to make you cry, to make you laugh, and they're like a joker these days, unfortunately. I mean, we may have few good priests, but the rest are there to, you know, manipulate your minds and control you and ask for more money and then goes to their own pocket. But what How? can you name for me? Can you name for me any church? That really, or or any priest, I mean, or or any Islamic uh, mosque in in North America, uh, six thousand of them, by the way. I mean, <laughs> did something. All the money. I mean, you know, in Islamic donations, they say, "Hey, you, Mr. Ali, for example, you give eighty thousand dollars. Okay, here's the check, eighty thousand. You, Mr. Hussein." Listen, you see, you listen, pay fifty thousand. So, so where this money goes? Well, let me you see what I'm saying. You're in Singapore, and I know that Muslim is strong there. And, but in the states, it's just, everything you're saying can be applied to Christianity. Islam don't have that type of grip in the states. It is growing. But uh, when we think of greed and think of those kinds of uh, uh, scandals, we think of the church, we think of ministers, we think of either uh, not so much Catholics as we do Protestant ministers. Uh, they're everywhere. They're all over all, all, all over the networks with this greed. So it's kind of different hearing you say that. It's kind of odd hearing you say that you have an issue with Islam. Uh, doing that, folks. It don't matter who you are. It's it's if you're humans and you're not, and your heart is not right, you might find yourself running these games on people. And I'm trying to tell folks, don't write off. Okay, be careful how I say this one. All of us, I think, so most of us, I should say, have some areas of our life that is um, questionable. We don't want people to see us when we're doing whatever we do, whatever we're thinking. You know, the fly on the wall, so to speak, can see what we do, right? So, Mike, what I'm saying is all of us have weaknesses and, and things that probably anybody could argue you should be a minister, you should be a leader, okay? Um, I'm not, I'm not getting out how I want to say this, but I'm trying to say this. What you're talking about happens in Singapore, happens in the States, but it's Christians, okay? So don't don't just be stuck on Islam. It's it's humanity. It's humanity, yeah, and it's yeah. not just I mean, leaders. I'm it's just not just leaders. An it's their members as well. But we don't want to be following leaders that's so weak that they stoop to uh there are levels of evil. If you stoop into the level of molesting children, if you allowed your conscience to be seared that bad, if you allowed your flesh to be that much out of control, you should not be no leader. You should not be a leader if you're that out of control. But I do know that everybody do have weaknesses in their life. But again, if you're out of control that bad, you should not be leading the people. <laughs> 
Michael got to move but on. Religion is corruption. Uh, uh, religion is corruption, remember. Religion is absolutely. corruption. Religion absolutely. is opium yeah. of the masses. Yeah, religion is religion is the ultimate of the masses, but remember we're not we wanna get into a relationship. There is a difference between a relationship with the father and religion. A religion so is spiritual spirit hold on. Religion is spiritual it, it looks like spiritual activities. It looks like spiritual activities. But you can but have your heart is far from the father. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me get this out and I'll let you talk. Sure, sure. There is sure, a sure. difference between religion and relationship. There is someone, I'm about to play something in a little bit. You heard the tape I played earlier, I hope, Mike, about the gentleman saying how he hates religion, but he loves Jesus or Yeshua. I'm about That's to play. Right. I mean, you can Romans love Jesus, but, but, I'm about but, but to play you can Romans 2. Go to some place that, that they give you a bunch of crap, a bunch of, uh, say, oh, they... They put a hat. It's like a magician. Put a hat uh, across everybody. Say, donate, 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 donate. And then, then building mega churches. I mean, Mormons mega churches or, or uh, older. I mean, I'm not only uh, saying uh, Mormon. I'm saying the whole religions. I mean, they make mega churches in Dubai. Dubai now. They uh, they give money to make mega churches right now in Dubai uh, as a result. But why? Because you know uh, maybe there is a different environment there, and if the money comes from the he- the Muslim guy who owns Dubai, I mean the president of Dubai. This is what I want us to understand about this conversation tonight, Cecilia. I want to come to you just really quick here. This is what I want us to understand about this conversation tonight. Even if, even with these mega churches popping up, there might be I don't know, there may be five hundred thousand churches in the United States. Mega churches, there may be fourteen thousand. There's a lot of them in New Orleans. I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. This is where there's most of them. I guarantee you we have more megachurches in this area than anywhere. I mean Walmart-sized churches. I guarantee you Fort Worth, Dallas, like they say, it's the Bible Belt. But there's thousands of little churches. And why do we spend all our time talking about these few people that is blinging or, or, or just got it like that? It poisoned everyone against all of the churches, and this is why I'm doing this show tonight. We've got to be careful. It's not every minister. And even these big churches, there are a lot of people that go to these big churches whose heart is of gold, just like you, Mike. Their heart is of gold. And when you say, when you start knocking all these churches, talking about they want just money, 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 you make babies, people that don't know a lot about the Father, babies. You you poison their mind, these young people. You poison their mind against all of the churches. So we got to watch how we say it. You are absolutely right. I would be lying to tell you you're not right, Mike. You're right. And so I hear it's in Singapore as well, but it don't shock me. But just know, everybody listening on the sound of my voice, the vast majority of churches don't. They might even have greed in small churches. I'll go there because there's sometimes greed preachers can be in small churches. I, I mean, I mean, that. we have a, we 
we have sir we have uh, a snake worshiper we have a christian snake worshipers i mean they play with the cobra snake and just recently a few days ago the guy died by playing with the cobra they said well it's okay jesus mike, 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 hold a second, hold a second. and i want to go to see eliana mike hold jesus a second. Christ said it's okay the vast to... majority of churches i don't want to talk about if you don't mind I don't want to talk about, I probably know zero churches. I know it's out there, but most of us don't know of a pastor that play with cobras. That's what I'm trying to say. We've we got to be careful because every, we want to go with what most people doing in these churches that's wicked. We, we want to go by a lot of wickedness that's going on in churches globally, especially in the United States. That's what we're talking about tonight. England, too. England, England, yeah, Europe, yeah, if there's something going on in this affecting Canada, the planet. Canada, Australia, yeah. Australia, Asia. Right, I mean, but what I'm it's, saying... It's, it's, it's all this. All okay, well, hold on a I think our caller Mike is is saying that religion, you know, definitely is what they call the opiate of the people. It's the pacifier, but the real relationship that um as believers in the most high and the father, we have to have a relationship beyond a religious experience and that's what, you know, we're talking about tonight on the show is the you know, why people are, are, are angry with the churches or don't believe or are bashing the established uh, religious organizations is because of the things that we're talking about, the kinds of corruption that you find when it's just religion, when it's just a system, and it's expected that, you know, you're going to wear this robe or you're going to say this chant or this prayer, you're going to light these candles, and, and you're going to do this act, and the people are just going to, automatically bow down to it, but they don't have that relationship with the Most High, the Creator. And so um, this is why people are turned off, because we see so many of these establishments around the world, um, in all of these countries, and all these various types of religions, which, again, like I said, is like a hydra. It's a, a creature with many heads, but existing on one body. And that's what we're finding about religion. And, again, I believe it's because Satan is behind religion. He's behind religion, and religion is designed to trap and ensnare the people around the world and to bring them into a system of bondage, whereas the Messiah, uh, many call him Jesus Christ. We call him by his Hebrew name, Yahoshua or, or Yeshua. Yeshua. Uh, he yeah, sure. came yeah. to bring us into a relationship with the Father. And so but, that's the difference. But, uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But when uh, Jesus Christ came, there was only one uh, religion, Christianity. But now we have 800 divisions in Christianity, my dear. And all 800 divisions... They want it's like antifa and uh, outright. They want to uh, cut the head of each others. Right now, I mean, not only in the United States. I mean, around the globe, it's 800 divisions, and and more division is coming. 
suffering every day too uh, as a result uh, and you know with a global massive earthquake 8.2 in Fiji and now we have had 7.8 in New Zealand and many others we have had over 150 major earthquakes just past four days so this is something is telling us that something we're doing wrong and it's better to uh, you know correct our behavior which I don't know if we can do it, but I mean, I can do it. You can do it. We only, we can do it. Your listeners can do it, but I don't know if we can do it in global basis. So earthquake, massive earthquake from uh, Vancouver, uh, Canada to uh, Baja California is going to hit by September 11th. This is, you count it. It can happen tomorrow. It can happen, but it's very close. The timeline is very close. After the full moon of what is, is in eight days, we will have another full full blood moon. Uh, uh, in uh, so it's going to push for the massive because the 8.2 and not 7.7. We have had Indonesia 7.0, 6.8. I mean, mass. I mean, we have said over 100, 150 earthquakes, major. Just right, well, Mike, listen, 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 Mike. We got to wrap up the show here. So, listen. I appreciate your call. You said a lot of valid things. You obviously have been reading and studying. We we follow you. We understand religion is not the way. We uh, understand. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody listening to you would disagree with some of the things you brought up that the church is not guilty of that as well as the mosque as well so just want to move on because we want to put some final touches on this and, and uh, please sure. check us out next Tuesday we do this every Tuesday and we love to have an intelligent dialogue with brothers and sisters like yourself especially all no, I appreciate your time I appreciate you giving me the time indeed and you know it's uh, you know I again I am not saying that uh, all the uh, synagogues are bad, or churches are bad, but there are few, few Mike, only of those, you. but Listen, you have more bad than the better. That's it. And we got to move on. I really want to thank you for your call tonight. Okay. All right, I appreciate bless. you again. Shalom. All right, folks, that, and shalom to you. And that was Mike all the way from uh, Singapore, even saying greeting us with Shalom. I appreciate him. He's a very smart guy if you really listen. That it's not a, a, a gentleman that's not reading. He's reading and researching, and he knows his stuff. And we're definitely agreeing with him. I just want to kind of finalize the show and kind of bring it to a head here. So, Eliane, again, I want to thank you as well for just helping me out tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, folks, this, this topic, we cannot even put uh, we, we didn't even put it in, to be very honest, but I think we did a good job. I think if you listen to the spirit of Sister Eliana and myself, you understand there is a difference between uh, 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 the, the, the Father's looking for those that worship in spirit and truth, and uh, they are both in these churches. I'm talking about the churches that, that is not teaching uh, a lot of the truth we would like to see. They are they are yet believers there that the Father is working. And Sister Ellen, I don't know if you heard this earlier, but I was saying that 
there's members in these churches. I'm talking about the churches that's, that's in question right now, where the minister don't know we Israelites, where the minister's not teaching this at all, where the minister's not uh, teaching probably grace. He might be teaching works. There's a lot of pastors teaching you got to work for your salvation, three steps here, four steps there. They help the Father make us righteous instead of just accepting the free gift that we are righteous by faith in Christ, uh, which is even that that faith that you have is a gift. And so there are people that's coming behind and they're saying, no, you got to do this, no, you got to do that. And you know, anytime man has to do something for his salvation, he's going to come up short. And then there you go. And I just don't believe the Father put it in the hands of man. He put it in the hands of the Messiah through his blood. So there's a lot of preachers that don't have that insight. A lot of preachers don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of preachers are not. Pastors and ministries are not. I keep saying pastors, pastors, but it's really the church. There's apostles, teachers, all of that uh, in a lot of these churches, and they are not helping out politically. They're not. They don't have out there. They, they don't have a mobilized congregation. They're not doing anything about any injustices they see. And I know a lot of our people bring some of these things on us. Uh, some of the things, but nobody deserves to be killed at the hands of police at the numbers we're dying, and these churches are silent. So if you go to one of these churches that, that are guilty of any of the things I'm saying, uh, uh, I don't know for you what to do, even after all of these, this time we've been talking, Sister Eliana. I don't know what to tell the people as far as whether or not you should leave or not. I just know this. You should follow the Spirit. And I think tonight, Sister Eliana, we've given them tools to kind of see um, that you mentioned some things in particular about some pastors, and even Mike did. You know, if you see some people so given over to this to, to their flesh, to where they are molesting kids, they are, you know, snake handling or some silly, stupid. You know, they're out there. Yeah, if if they're that given over to it, they can't be that spiritual. It just can't be. You can't be. Walking with the father and molesting kids. I, I, I just think that at that point you don't you don't stray. You're out there. Maybe you're still teaching from what you used to, you used to learn. You used sometimes people are teaching what they learned years ago, and that word is so powerful it can make one free. And they are pastoring. And they're using old information, Sister Eliana, they learned years ago when they did have a relationship with the Father. And some people are still giving them those props as though they're still living right. But there's some questionable things about them right now. And some people look at their past and they say something ain't right about him. But when they hear a preach, it's so powerful. And, and this is where we we have to really be listening to the Spirit because the Word is going to do what the Word is going to do no matter who said it. A drunk could preach the word. They can set you the food free of alcohol, and there he is, an alcoholic. Sister Ellen, comment on that, please. Yeah, well, you're right. You know, the scripture says that the gifts and the talents come without repentance. So you can have a gift and be very charismatic. And, you know, everybody has, I've heard it said, and we've all heard this said, everyone, we all have a um a God-shaped void inside of us. We're all seeking the Father. A lot of people can call on the name of the Father but not really be tapped into him but have a sincere, strong, you know, faith um, just in what they're saying. They they truly believe in the Most High, like this, like Yeshua said to the, the demons or, or to the, you know, the people that the demons believe and they tremble. 
They know that the Most High is fearsome and fierce, yet they don't change. They're still demonic. But they know that the power and the majesty of the Most High, yet they're still demonic. And you have people out there that are, you know, they are into this. They're spiritual. They're, like you said, they're caught up. They are um, into these uh, pagan religions, and and to the to the people who don't really know who are like like the Messiah said, for the people that sat in darkness saw a great light. There's a lot of people caught in spiritual darkness, and they are caught in religion, and they think that they are serving the Father, but actually it's really demons. They're really worshiping demons, and they're in darkness. And until they see that light of the Messiah, the truth of the Father's word, the truth and the illumination of who the Most High Yah is, they will not be free, yet they can be bound in these houses and places and practices of religious worship, but never be free. And uh, you have people who are leading them who are also in bondage. And they may not necessarily be the agents of, of Satan, but yet because they've never had the truth revealed and they they grew up culturally in their in their country and in their way in their worldview thinking that this is what a spiritual man is he's a, a, a snake charmer a soothsayer you know he can he drinks blood and he goes into a fit or he smokes something and he has a vision they really believe these to be spiritual people and they are following them yet not really understanding that this is not getting them in towards the kingdom or to the relationship of the Most High at all. So there's, you know, a lot that's going on. Again, that onion with the, all these layers are going on. And then in our country, we have um, most of our understanding of religion comes down through Catholicism, but by way of the Puritans or the pilgrims. And so the Puritans came later and established a certain way. And that's what most of our churches are following, that Puritan way, but not really the understanding and relationship of the Most High. So, um, you know, we, there's, there's work for us to do here in our nation. And, of course, if we have international reach, which you do, which we seek, Blog Talk uh, Radio 5 Smooth Stones is reaching the nations, which is a great honor and uh, all praises to the Most High. Um, yes. People get enlightened, and they can see, and they can be changed. So, yeah, this is that was the, the comment I'd like to make on this topic. Powerful. You never miss. You just all on tonight. Every time you speak, and I really mean that. Really appreciate you helping out. So, so you come from a different, different, slightly different background than me, and you have a different angle on everything. Seems like. But I want to put one last question to you. I'm going to answer the question myself, and then I want you to. Um, I was going to read Romans 2, but I think for time's sake, it's only three minutes long. I don't know if I should do this or not. But, uh, folks, you got to read Romans 2. At the end of Romans, it talks about someone who does not have the law at all. No law. No law. So they're not calling the Father by his proper name because they don't have no law. They don't know when to worship. They don't know what day. They don't observe no day because they don't have the law. They don't know probably what to wear. I'm going to say they don't know, but the Bible says they live according to their conscience. So by their conscience, they 
Then they don't know what to wear. What I meant to say, they not, they don't have the law to tell them what to wear. That's what I meant to say. They know by their conscience what to wear. They know by their conscience how to pray to the Father. They know their conscience how to treat the earth. They know that how they're on by their conscience how to walk with other people, how to treat people. Folks, these people are governed by their conscience. And the Bible says, your Bible says, they please the Father. It says these without circumcision of the flesh have the circumcision of the heart and have become a Jew inwardly. They who the Father is after. They, they, their heart is circumcised. I'm reminded of Paul speaking on Mars Hill. Y'all, when you get a chance, please read Romans 2 at the very end. Read the whole thing, but for sure pay attention to the last scriptures when it talks about these people that please the Father by their conscience. They just live true, honestly, by their conscience. We've got to be careful placing people in hell. Because how did they please the Father without the, the law? This is what I think it means by coming in his name. And his name means his authority, his character. Character has to do with, do with submitting to the Father. How can you submit to... How, how can you please the Father without the law? Romans 2 starts off by saying that nature tells you there's a God. There's an Elohim. So... My point is, that video I played, that audio I played about religion versus, you know, I love religion, I, I, I hate religion, I love, I love Jesus. So, Sierra, my question to you, I want you to hit that a little bit, the difference between religion versus relationship. Because I'm telling you, a lot of Hebrew Israelites, they really think they got it on the church. And they walk around here, they spew and hate. They, 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 they don't have that heart. Their heart is not after the Father, but yet they keep the Sabbath. Or yet they do something. They do these manual laws. And the people don't understand. This, this is why they love the law so much, a lot of these brothers and sisters. Because they can do a few of these laws and look good to the natural eye. But inwardly, like you said earlier, I don't even think they're born again. So anyway, Romans 2, Romans 2, Romans 2. I forgot the other thing I was going to do. It'll come to me in a second. Something I was just about to do it and can't even remember it now. But Sissi, comment, comment on that. People in Romans 2, the Bible says they have been circumcised as an Israelite because of their heart. Comment, comment on that, please. Well, see, again, that's where it goes back to the difference between religion and relationship. And I'm going to liken it to a marriage. So you can have a couple that got married, and when, you know, they got married for many different reasons. We have the shotgun weddings. We have the I love you weddings. We have the my parents put us together weddings, and uh, this is the right thing to do wedding. Uh, So you have all these different cases for marriage. But once you get into it, it's religion is just the duties the, that you do automatically thinking that you're doing the right thing or you're doing what's acceptable. It's just like a marriage where the people are just in it. They have kids. We can't. They don't like each other. 
they want to split up. They can't split up. They feel like they have to keep up for the appearance for the church, the community, their family, their children, their job. Um, all of these external things keep them in place, and that's like religion. They, the people are looking at me. It's the right thing to do. Kind of like Catholicism is a, is a bigger uh, expression of religion in the United States because you just go, you show up to the one-hour mass, you get the wafer, the you know, you drink the cup. You, there's no relationship with the Father. You just sit there. They say something in Latin that you don't understand. You go to confession. You leave, and then you live like you want outside of that confound. But yet you show up every Sunday for that one hour to do the religious thing that's acceptable. Everybody sees you going into that building, it's acceptable. But relationship is different. Relationship is truly getting to know the Most High and actually falling in love with the Most High and liking the Most High, wanting to spend time in his presence, enjoying the time that you spend with him, Almost getting upset if someone says, you know, you've been praying for two hours, but we really got to go. You know, uh, Suzu has a recital, and you're still in the prayer. But, you know, just give me five more minutes because I'm in the presence of the Most High. I don't want to break this, you know, stream. This is I'm connected. So relationship with the Father is much like that. You're always constantly wanting to be in his presence. You know you have to go to work. You know you have chores and duties. And, you know, if you're married, you know you have marital responsibilities. You have responsibilities with your children. If you're single, you know you have your the thing that you do. You might have your class or whatever you're doing. But you still can't wait to be in that place with the Father, that intimate place, that quiet place where you're touching is the stream of heaven where you can actually tap into it. It's like a current. You know, when you're trying to, when you're turning on your computer, you have to plug it into the wall in order for those um, rods to access the, the electrical current flowing through your house in order to power up your computer so you can get on the Internet, do whatever, do whatever it is that you need to do. You also need to have access to the Internet in order to surf. And that's the same with the spirit. It's being connected to the Father. It's allowing the current of his Ruach to flow through you and accessing the hidden kingdom, mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, yet under the proper confounds, still being under the authority of the Most High and of his Messiah, but loving the relationship seeking it out, going, you know, pursuing after him with everything that's within you. That is relationship to the Father. When you're connected like that, you're not going to be trying to covet your neighbor's spouse. You're not going to try to kill anybody. You're not going to try to steal anything because there's a different spirit working within you. One of the most powerful things my father and I were talking about today, he said, what's the difference? What's going to make the difference in the in the last trump, in that last call? There's something that's said in the book of Revelations right before the Messiah comes. It says this, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is unrighteous, let him be unrighteous still. In other words, like my father said, 
The Father, when you're in relationship with the Father, he fixes your nature. He he puts a permanent seal in your nature. When you're constantly engaging with him in that way, you don't want to do anything that's going to break you out of that relationship. You're not going to molest a child. That That's the furthest thing from your mind. That's not that's and enter into your heart, your mind, your thoughts. Doing things for show doesn't even, as a matter of fact, you don't even want to go on stage. You don't want someone to give you the mic. You don't want to be seen. You want to stay in that quiet place with the Father. You want to take the back seat. You don't want someone to say, oh, that's Brother Seth, come on, come on up here. You say, no, 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 I'm cool, I'm good. You're in relationship with the Father. You don't need the accolades of men when you're in that level of relationship with religion it's you're pumped up you know it's this need to be seen and worshiped and adored and a need to be set up on a pedestal and someone to acknowledge you and when you're in relationship with the father and it's and it's genuine and it's solid and good nobody even has to know your name that's the difference that is that is profoundly true Yes, and that's what the Father is seeking. When, when the Messiah said, for our Yah is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. He is a spirit. He's looking for that real, solid relationship. That's what Moses had. And the, when he brought the children of Israel out, and when the Most High was so excited, he got his children out of bondage, and he told the men, don't sleep with your wives the night before, wash yourself, cleanse yourself, come to this mountain. I'm, I'm so excited. I want to be in relationship with you. That's what he was looking for, that true, deep, intimate, one-on-one relationship. But when the people saw the quaking and the shaking and the fire, they ran and they told most we don't want to we don't want to come into that level of relationship with the father because he'll kill us <laughs> but you see Moses had that he had that place he was in that place with the father he knew that type of intimacy that's why he told Miriam and and um and Aaron that I speak my servant Moses I speak to him face to face because he had that Moses dared to come into the relationship with the Father into a close relationship. And that's what the Father still wants from us, with all of us. You know, I don't know any father or mother that does not want to have a good relationship with their child. You want that child to be able to come and tell you anything and everything. You want that child to be transparent before you. You want to be able to speak into their life. You want to protect them from danger. That is what our Father in heaven wants for all of us. He wants us to come and be transparent. He can already see, just like his parents, we can see our kids. But we ask them a point-blank question, we want a straight answer and we want the truth and we know when they're lying and when they tell us the truth it you know we just want to hug them but we might have to chastise them for a thing but we really want to embrace them and hug them because they just came out and told the truth but we have to put that discipline down so they can become stronger as a mature adult that's what the father wants for us we are his children we are the sheep of his pasture we are the workmanship of his hand he wants that 
level of relationship. So I don't care what you've seen in the churches with other people. Where are you, listener, caller? Where are you in relationship to the Father is my question to you tonight. Because if you can't tap in beyond all that you've seen with men and women failing, because we're all failures, we all fail, but what the Father is not looking for perfection, he's looking for honesty, and he's looking for truth. He's looking for us to become transparent with him and enter into a relationship. And I invite you to enter into a relationship with your Father, your God, your Creator tonight. I invite you to take some time to get on your knees and to talk to the Father. Forget about what you've seen. Forget about the failures that you've seen and what you've heard on the Internet or what you've even experienced in your churches. I invite you to do some soul searching. Where are you at with the Father? Because believe you me, somebody is watching your life. Somebody is calling you a hypocrite. Someone is saying there's no truth in what you say. Where are you at tonight? Will you be honest with yourself? Stop casting the blame on others and look deeply. Go to that mirror and look in that mirror and see yourself and look for your God and ask him to come into your own life, into your heart tonight, and to be honest and enter into relationship. Will you do that for your own soul? For your own sake Because when you stand before the judgment seat Of the Most High He's not going to ask you about Pastor Bobo and, and Sister Susu He's going to say What did you do with the life I gave you Why didn't you come to me That's what he's going to ask you Not about somebody else's failure He's going to ask you about your own So I make that invitation To everyone listening tonight Forget religion. Forget your churches. Where are you at with the Father tonight? Please do the soul searching because he's ready. He's available. Every time we have these blog talks, the Most High, the Spirit of the Most High is ready to receive you. Every time we try to give you the answers and bring truth so you get the different perspectives on it, the Father is ready to give you that truth. So where are you at, caller? Where are you at, listener? Where are you at tonight? This is about you. This is about you. Not your pastor. Not the congregation. It's about you. Hebrew Israelites, where are you at with your Yah tonight? That's my question. Amen. Powerful. I echo that a thousand percent. It's all about a relationship, folks. And uh, those of us that's walking with the Father, we better remember that as well. You know, it's easy to get caught up into doing our daily rituals, but if he ain't the center, we just religious. It's very simple, and I'm going to wrap the show up. So, Stella, that was beautiful. Appreciate that. It's, it's, it's something like this. It goes like this, folks. When he's a sinner, it's a relationship. When you're continuously going to church, continuously reading your Bible, or whatever you're doing, and he is not the sinner, you're being religious. And religion is probably the biggest reason 
which is number one. Nothing tops it. So you don't want to be religious. You're going to look good to, to the eye, to the natural eye, to everybody externally. But you are evil with that once you, he's no longer the sinner. How can it be evil, Brother Seth, if you're going to church? Because he's, you just, you know, it's one thing to, you're misleading people. Because you're, you're acting this way in your heart, and you're far from it. Can you see how that's look? I mean, he's far from you. You're raising your hands, but you think about the person next to you. You're raising your hand, but you're not really serious with them. You raise your hand, but you don't really pray when you get home. You, you, you talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Jesus is Jesus that, are you sure this, or your house has, Israelites says, no, it's not exempt from this. You, you're talking all this Hebrew, this Hebrew, that, talking about the Shabbat, but you really don't talk to me in your personal life. You don't want to obey him. It's, you know, he don't have your heart. That's a religious person, and they are dangerous. They're dangerous. And a lot of us in these churches have become religious. We're not in a relationship no more. And then there are those people that don't have nothing to do with the church. They may even curse every once in a while, cuss, you know, say profanity, rather. And they have a relationship with the Father. They don't talk right. So they're going to throw you off with the SHITs and, the, you know, uh, you know, probably the F-bomb here and there. But to the Father, they really love the Father. They want to obey Him. It's just that area is, is there. They struggle. But they have a relationship with the Father. And some of them don't even have a law. They don't even know about no law, but they have their heart circumcised. Man, this is not an easy thing, I tell you. So, Ellen, again, I appreciate you joining me. i got to wrap this show quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, in, like, 30 seconds, just want to uh, let everybody know how to get a hold of you or just any comments, uh, just whatever you want to say for final comments. We'll make about 30 seconds and we'll wrap the show up. All right. So, anyway, it was such a pleasure for me to be on tonight. I really appreciated this show and the topic. Again, my name is Eliana Batya. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have a ministry, Beth Shalom. Meshiach, which means House of the Messiah's Peace, on Facebook. You can also reach me um, by email, uh, Eliana, I'm sorry, Beth Shalom, uh, JG at gmail.com. And also I have a blog spot. It's called freshwindoftorah.blogspot.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And, uh, again, it was my pleasure. Shalom. I am going to be praying for every listener on this call tonight because I believe the Most High Yah is making a call and appeal to your hearts and to your mind and to your body and to your spirit to join him in true relationship. Shalom. And Shalom, you and us, and that was Cecilia Eliana Badia, Office of Mercy, California. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, wrapping up this show. Folks, uh, we don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's a big difference between religion and relationship. And if we're not careful, we'll go in and out of the two. We're not always having a relationship. You're not always religious. You just got to make sure the Father is the focus of everything. And when he's the focus, you don't have to worry. You are, if you're in a relationship with him, obviously you have that faith in in him. And the Bible says those that worship must worship him in spirit and truth. Those that worship must also believe that he is rewarded them that diligently seek him. Once you have the relationship, folks, you can't get no more righteous than that. The scripture talks about a gift of righteousness is given to those uh, that do such. So anyway, I don't know what we'll do next week, folks. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, remember, you can find us at www.blogtalkradio.com. Um, 
slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. I love every single one of y'all. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Shalom. Everyone goes through trying times. Joy comes in the morning. Even when it seems hard to find. He gives us peace for you and me. Peace and Get there.